to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Wednesday at 9. It gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Yo. I was just telling you the story and I think I'm going to save it for Sunday. I would, I would like to talk about it with the audience, but uh, of course Sunday will leave a more permanent place to find it. Um, as I've discussed uh, a few times, my wife works at a grocery store in town and like any place they've gone through all the mask BS and all the Rona crap. But ever since May, all that stuff's been gone and we haven't had to worry about it. And she kind of put up with it throughout all the last year, all the mask garbage and all the whatever other asks. But now that we're clear of it, like that's over. We're not doing that anymore. That's over. Well, yesterday, this grocery store in town decides on a moment's whim that word has come down from the corporate powers that they must mask again. And uh, a lot of people in the store are disappointed. But my wife is seven and a half months pregnant. And she says, uh, no, I am not doing that. That is ridiculous. Uh, the, the way this decision was made was ridiculous, but I'm not restricting my breathing as a seven and a half month pregnant woman. Yeah, that's asinine. And after speaking with store leadership and trying to find a solution, uh, the solution is 30 day unpaid leave. <laughs> so, ridiculous. So um, I, this is not a sob story. We're going to be fine. We were planning on having her take time off and hopefully we'll uh, our goal is that she's a stay at home mom and and. We build our family that way. That's our goal anyway. So it's not it's not a big like uh, it, it, we're not scrambling because of this. This was sort of part of our plan already. But just what's most upsetting about how to strategize around this is being reminded as I am on the Internet every day, but being reminded personally that our country is run by a bunch of giant pussies. Oh, I thought you were going to say chicks, but kind of the same thing. Right? Well, I'm not taking shots at any one particular person, but. Our country is run by cowards and that's admitted by this store because they're not requiring customers to wear the masks. They're not requiring their, their overnight workers to wear the masks. They admit it's optics and they're saying yes. And by the way, I'd defend anyone's right not to wear the mask, but it seems especially garbage to me to put it on a pregnant woman and say, yeah, uh, pregnant lady, we know that it's optics, but we need you to restrict your breathing for my optics among the 90% of customers out there who aren't wearing masks and don't give two shits. Yeah. who don't care. And the reason that it's upsetting to live in a country that is run by cowards is, um, well, it's not just unfortunate to feel, uh, (laughs) under the thumb of the cowards, but that gets corrected. When you're run by gutless cowardly people that gets corrected either internally through some sort of uprising uh, defensively, Susan, or we set ourselves up to be invaded by a foreign power. Yeah, pretty much any foreign power is stronger than us at this point. So uh, I know everybody's been going through all this sort of the same sort of thing. So it's not a poor me type story. I just want to get that off my chest because, man, am I fired up from the last 36 hours or so that my wife has gone from gainfully employed to now 30 day unpaid leave because 
the cowardly powers that be say she must restrict her breathing for optics. Well, at least she gets off her feet for the yeah. end of her pregnancy. She, she's might, in that stretch where she probably doesn't even feel like she's human anymore. It, it's Yeah, we're about there. So grand scheme, it doesn't matter that much. Anyway, I don't mean to take up too much of the caller's time. Just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And maybe I'll tell the full story on Sunday. Um, we'll get back to it. But uh, you guys know how the call-in show works. Uh, if you're new to the show, though, there is a description for how to participate in the YouTube description. And there are instructions in the Discord server once you get in there. We will take calls through our friendly call screener, Dangerous Spaces, as always. Uh, and we'll stop every half hour to check in on Super Chats on YouTube, Tippy Stream, DLive, and Trovo. And, of course, we'll catch up with your email questions at the end of the show, about 90 minutes from now. Uh, if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, remember, you can send us an email question. We will respond to it. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of my website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. There's a call-in show form, call-in show question form for you there. Anything else before we hop into the callers? Nope. We're just, we're, I think we're at the tail end of this miserable heat wave. It's just I, I just saw too hot. For our neck of the woods, it is forecasted for cooler weather weekend into next week. Yeah, finally. It's been finally. one of the hot, probably the hottest summer in Bozeman I can remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. First up is that big giant. He's not a cheater. He's a Discord fortifier, Red Falcor. That's what you are. Discord. Wait a minute. I'm going to need an explanation on that term. What does that mean? It means Discord fortifier. Just like, well, Joe Biden and company fortified the election, right? You have fortified the Discord selection system because it seems like you always find your way in. Yes, sir. Somehow. Hey, you don't, uh, you know, this is a, as psychologists call it, Matt, this is a salience error because mm. you're not properly internalizing all the times when I'm number 24 on the list or right. number 32 on the list, which is many weeks, many weeks just, out of the you, ones where. Yeah, you might just be a memorable character. What can I say? <laughs> that's right it only seems like i'm first up every single time see that's, that's the thing though when you do get in it seems like you're the first caller a lot but maybe that i'm is not how it mistaken seems. yeah i was actually asking um league uh uh dangerous faces about that and he's working with legalize on on figuring out the best system for the list for you know to balance all the factors of people who are trying to get in week after week. And I guess legalize is running most of those mechanics behind the scenes. Um, hmm. But, uh, but he said he did something manually this time. Maybe he just likes me. Maybe that's it. Maybe <laughs> except for the weeks when he doesn't like me. What's um, on your mind though? So, you know, uh, this coming uh, Friday, the 13th of August is my hmm. birthday. Friday, yeah. the 13th. Um I don't get very many Friday the 13th. I mean, it's always obviously the 13th, but Friday the 13th is something special just based on that movie that everyone knows as the uh, consummate slasher film. Consummate mm -hmm. is probably not the right word. Do you guys like slasher movies? I don't know. <sighs> I, sort haven't, of, I haven't seen a ton, but I will tell you one of the best twist or surprise endings I've ever seen is a movie called Sleepaway Camp. You ever heard of that one? I think so. Yeah. S Sleepaway uh, Camp is a slasher movie about a uh, kid's summer camp. And I wish I could tell you more, but I couldn't without spoiling the ending. And you ha like the ending is one of the greatest shock endings in the history. Well, I, I haven't seen the 
a wide array of movies. Obviously, we're working on that. But as far right. as I'm concerned, like one of the greatest shock endings that I've ever seen. And I can s- definitively say not one that could be made today. You know, I think I know the one you're talking about. And the only reason I haven't seen that many slasher films myself, but the only reason I know is because I've been following this YouTube channel called Dead Meat. Mm. And they do a uh, show called Kill Count which where they sort of tally up and then analyze and comment on all the kills that happen Mm. uh, in a movie, uh, mainly horror movies uh, sort of thing. And it's fun because I've got a background in uh, video and film production. And uh, so I get, you know, a good thrill from watching the special effects take place. And I, you know, I only care moderately about character and story, you know, (laughs) That stuff's important, but uh, it's not critical to my experience at all times. Um, great video today, by the way, Matt, on my uh, oh, poor, decaying hometown in Oregon. And, oh, and don't forget, um, I, I spent four years there, too, and I loved that city and I wanted to stay. But, yeah. you know, it wasn't to be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's a shame. Last time I visited the family, I was uh, being driven home from the airport, uh, driven past a series of uh graffiti speckled concrete walls by the side of the mm. freeway uh it's and of course we, we went through downtown and, and there's boards up over all these nice shops and of course the oh, so occasional you've, giant you've been ahead. fairly recently then like in the in the during or post covid era yes yes okay. uh numerous times actually and I'm going back uh this weekend cuz my mom is uh, not well, and we've got a oh, bunch sorry, of family yeah. visiting her. Thank you. Um, so I didn't really have anything specific. I was, you know, I was going to ask you guys if you had anything you wanted to ask me this week, but I'm probably already at the end of my call. Yeah, so, unfortunately, I I probably jumped in your call a little bit there, accusing you of impropriety. No, okay. But, you know, oh, I'm, goes. I'm always happy to talk about my impropriety, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> right. Matt. Well, thank uh, you, man. It's good to hear from you. Take care, you guys. Bye. If anybody listening, including you, Blonde, if you ever decide to watch Sleepaway Camp at my recommendation, and maybe if we get into the movie bit to the point that I'm making recommendations down the line, um, it is one of those movies that you may be tempted to turn off halfway through. Don't do it. Okay. It's like it, it's it's kind of boring I mean, it's or just kind of a generic slasher film until it's not. That's all that Was I can say. Is it the black guy? Uh, no, no, he was killed first as is tradition, right? Ah, oh, okay, good. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think this is the Phil, if I'm not mistaken. All right, Phil. How you doing? Hi, Phil. You know, Phil, right, I'm bro. very, I'm very nervous because there's been a broken down car, uh, across the street of my house for like a week or two straight. And I'm, I swear it's a fed spy mobile. And, uh, and as of, just coming home like a half hour ago, there's now a window and door truck parked right behind it. Oh no. So <laughs> Phil, I think you have baited the feds to my, uh, to my humble abode. I, I think they'd be at my house instead of your house though. I don't I mean, know, man. I'm sure I'm on a list somewhere. I'm just saying, have mercy on me, Phil. That's all I'm saying. Well, as you said yourself, I don't really drop slurs. It's more, uh, topics and stuff that, uh, that's true. Uncomfortable. I, I would say that you're you're more thoughtful than that, you know. I try uh, to be, but yeah. You know. 
not saying I'm above slurs. I'm just saying I try not <laughs> to use them if I'm making a point that I need. I thought should be seriously taken. What, what's uh, what's on your mind though? Uh, I was thinking about the Olympics a little bit. I thought I saw that uh, that guy that was lifting on the uh, New Zealand women's lifting team didn't do so. Oh, yeah. I thought that, that was pretty cool. Did you and, see uh, the? Yeah. Um, did you see the conference of the women who the press conference of the women who meddled in that competition? No, I did not see that. No. I will play it on Sunday. We got to watch this blonde because the, the three women who meddled in the weightlifting, they were asked uh, your typical athlete question. Oh, what was it like to train in the U S with your friend? Oh, we oh, gave meddled. I thought you were talking yeah. about meddling women. the, the winners <laughs> of the weightlifter, the winning winners of the weightlifting who beat the man, Laurel Hubbard. Gotcha. And they were asked to qu- they were giving generic athlete answers to generic athlete questions and then some nerd reporter chimes in what was it like to compete in the historic contest with the first transgender Laurel Hubbard and then there's a long pause for like 20 seconds and one of them turns on the mic and goes <clears throat> no thank you <laughs> good that's it they just wouldn't answer the question it was unreal oh my god well, what really are they supposed a no to do win situation. It really is a no-win situation there. I mean, yeah. no matter what you say, you're going to have somebody coming after you. <laughs> my, my wife just texted me, Phil. I said, the Fed, tra- the Fed truck is back. What the WTF <laughs> lol. Yeah, they're on to us, dude. Uh, I don't know. I think they'd be at my house, like I say. Hmm. Um, um, sorry, I, I've, I've jumped on your call. What else is on your mind? No, that's fine. Um, one thing I'd seen recently, there's a couple young athletes that grew up in the United States but cho- or have chosen to uh, play or do their event for the nation of their uh, their parents. Um, oh, really? In, there's a Chinese girl. I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, but anyway, uh, she's chosen to compete for China. And I think there's also a young man who grew up in New Orleans or Louisiana somewhere, but he's of Scandinavian descent, and I forget which... Scandinavian country, but he's actually at the Olympics right now. Mm. Actually, I think he's he's uh, jumping for Sweden or something. And there's all this there's all this uh, hullabaloo from uh, certain quarters of of American Olympic fans about these guys that uh, oh they're American, just American as the rest of us. But these they clearly have more of a connection to their actual nation, not just this economic zone. Those disloyal scandals, funny, man. You gotta watch out for. Well, no, he he actually is loyal. He's loyal to his own people. <laughs> yeah, he's just not loyal to this economic zone on this continent. Um, and I think, <laughs> excuse me, I think that that's kind of hard for some conservatives to hear, um, because there are a lot of us conservatives. I think that have roots that have gone back for generations here, and it's. Uh, we there's a lot of us that have bought the lie that just because somebody is born here, maybe even like some of the same TV shows or whatever, that they're just as American as the rest of as those of us whose ancestries go back. And that oh yeah, really the case like these people have blood ties elsewhere, and we shouldn't be surprised if they choose to, um, go, you know, perform or compete for their own people instead of oh again, that's that's totally true. Our own, this economic zone. I don't know why I was watching this, but last night I was watching women's wrestling, the most unattractive women I've ever seen. Terrible. Anyway, so an American, like a giant black American won, and she beat a Nigerian, a hideous Nigerian woman, and she was all excited and everything. And she's like, you know, it's so funny that the woman that I beat is Nigerian because my father, my late father was from Ghana and he hated Nigerians. (laughs) Was she the one who was like proud to be, was she the proud American lady? Is that the one you're talking about? 
There was some. There was somebody who actually got up, and I think she was um, a black wrestler, and she got up and she was super proud uh, in her interviews about you know American pride and about what it means to represent America and all. Probably yeah. She was she was like radiating pure joy. She looked like Leslie Jones. Yeah, I mean on the on the other side of this, that that was pretty refreshing. I'm not saying that to dismiss. Phil's point or to say that there's no validity to it. But I, I do want to acknowledge the people on the other side of it too. Yeah, but it was one actual two, tribal warfare. <laughs> well, but at the, but at the same time, you're, you're also referencing one or two, aren't you? These are just two of the most recent examples. I mean, this does happen pretty often. I mean, and it's not as if like every athlete around the, in every other country, exactly fits in that country either i remember there was a german guy skiing for spain a few years ago i mean that's slightly different i guess but um, mm-hmm. i just i guess i mean to i mean more to point out like just because somebody was born in a particular area doesn't mean that they're actually tied to the folk that live there like well yeah, only I, idiots think that anyway i, I would i would agree it's uh, certainly more than there. than birthright and there are a lot of natural born american idiots we have no shortage of that or people yeah. who fundamentally don't believe in this country. Sure. And there's a certain amount where I start seeing the whole death to America might be not such a bad idea when it comes to some of the stuff we've started <laughs> allowing. I mean, there was that YouTuber who raped his mom and now he's going to oh, yeah. I haven't even prison because he says he's a, he says he's a woman. Like, I mean, at what point does God have to start apologizing to Sodom and Gomorrah? I mean, seriously. <laughs> I, I have I have admittedly kind of sidestepped that story. I, I saw it from afar and I thought, mm, and that no. one's not for me. I'm going to let the internet yeah. handle that one. And they've handled it well. They really have. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All Thanks. right. Any uh, last words from you? No, that was it. Uh, yeah. Keep up the good work and uh, we'll talk to you later sometime. All Bye. Right. Thank you, man. Yep. Bye. Okay. Raggle Fraggle is back. Mr. Raggle Fraggle, you in there? Son of a bitch. I think we have the same this this problem I think is amazing. I don't hear him. Yeah, I can't I can't hear him either. So Raggle, if you're able to hear me or us, um, whatever you were able to do the last time we spoke with you, that's what we'll have to go with. If it's on maybe you're on mobile right now or Oh. Oh there there you go. Wow. Can you hear him now, that, Bond? But... Yes. Okay. Oh, thank God. I don't know. That was weird. It's, it's like I had to mute myself and then Weird. Yeah, now it sounds like now it sounds like we have a sketchy connection too. But go for it. We got you for now. Oh. Okay. Let me move to a better spot. So, I want to talk this week about uh, communism and Catholicism, or Christianity in general. I guess. Hmm. It seems that Christians are able to do what communists attempt to do, at least in some ways, like. I think communism is concerned in like for the people that aren't trying to abuse it to gain power, um, like just the normal people that actually think it's a good thing. They're trying to use it to um, redistribute power, and they equate money with power, so they try to re- redistribute wealth. Uh, one thing I think that Christianity has done that succeeded eh, tangentially is through uh, monogamy and, and marriage. Of equalizing, you know, everybody gets a partner, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so uh, I, I'm a little bit confused. Are you saying that Christianity has been a 
that it's been wrong in its economic philosophy or are you saying something else? Well, no, I think the reason Catholicism succeeded is because you treat these two things differently because they are different, even though there's some overlap to them in the power dynamic kind of thing, which is kind of a skewed thing in my opinion. What what are the two things uh, like family and, and sort of public life outside of that? Or what are the two things? Uh, well, it's the, uh, it's, uh, economic, uh, mm-hmm. power versus, uh, reproductive power or, uh, okay. know, success or however you want to yeah, uh, yeah. explain it. I don't know. I'm not very good at this. I, I've just been trying to think this through. I'm no, yeah. To- I, well, I don't know if this is the point that you're getting at, but certainly my view of how relationships and politics should work within my family is going to be drastically different than how I think relationships between families should be right is is that sort of what you're getting at well no i'm trying to understand why communists think they can make uh you know an equality throughout work the same way that uh catholicism kind of really wrangled in the um idea of uh, polygamy or uh you know the strongest man gets the most women kind of uh old barbaric mentality hmm so that's what I'm wondering. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm. I'm still. I'm not sure. I'm following a hundred percent. But, um, well, I don't know. Did you Did you have any additional thoughts on it? May, maybe flesh it out a little bit more. I'm still just a little bit confused. Like I said, I think communists are trying to use the same methods that. Uh, christianity did which is basically just influence and and make the argument but Uh their argument kind of sucks so i'm wondering is there a way to uh, to steel man it in such a way that it kind of overlaps with the way christianity worked but why 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 is christianity a great equalizer through the method of uh marriage and monogamy how does that equalize anybody? It makes uh, it makes everybody sex- gets a partner. Nope, it's not one man. You know, kills a bunch of men and takes their women. In a monogamous society, your typical man has a better chance of finding a partner than in a society right. where the most dominant man wives everyone or all the women. Okay, you get what he's saying. But there's still it doesn't. It's not the absence of sexual competition. A lot of people just remain unmarried. Yeah, but. I, I think, Regal, you tell me if the, if if this is a fair representation of your point. If you're an average man, um, you have a better chance of finding a partner in a monogamous society than you do in a what, what's the yeah, that, what's the term that, you introduced me to? Hypergamy in a hypergamous society. If you're an average man, odds are your uh, odds are higher that you're out of luck. No, I would say even uh, further down the line, like even if you're low on the uh on the uh, dominance hierarchy or the uh, competence hierarchy, you still have a chance. It's not a mm-hmm. good chance, but it's a hell of a lot better than what we had before Christianity. So it created a, uh, a, a sense of stability in the society. Yeah. Um, well, and you, you tell I'd have to think of what the philosophy behind monogamy is. Cause I've always understood the philosophy behind monogamy to be that it is the best uh, arrangement for the raising of children. And well, so yeah, that's 
that's a great point. What I'm saying is there's other benefits that came from it as well. And I yeah. think that was one. Yeah, I guess I'm saying it's tough for me to frame it that way because I don't necessarily view monogamy as a value because it equalizes opportunity for men or gives men a greater opportunity. I view it as a value because it it gives the children the best chance at success. But it's not like it it's right. not either or. It's just me it just means what what is the uh principal philosophy behind it. It can have extra benefits for sure. Right, right, right. And that's what I'm trying to say uh say the communists, as far as I can tell, they're trying to do the same thing. They're trying to give everybody an equal chance at success. Yeah. But we don't accept it because it stagnates too many people. But Christianity uh, or Catholic or yeah, Christianity succeeded on the front of a sexual. Uh, um, what's the word? I guess what you're saying is Christianity succeeded in a in, like is monogamy a form of a communist philosophy? Is that what you're asking, or like kind right. of theorizing? Okay, yeah, I'm trying to draw the connection there. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't think so. There's still uh, fierce sexual competition in monogamous societies. It's not like a society that allows polygamy or something where there's going to be even even more competition. But a lot of people just aren't going to get married. Yeah, and I, I just think that the the philosophical reason behind monogamy is not for, say, the benefit of all. It's for the benefit of, of your children. And I I think it has tangential benefits for all because the strongest societies are you know, monogamous families. But I guess I just don't think of the philosophical basis behind monogamy in that way. So I don't, I don't view it as I, like communist in philosophy or practice. I just view it as sort of pro-family in its origin. I know. I just, I was just seeing an overlap and wanted to get your guys' yeah, thoughts yeah. on it. <laughs> well, thank you for the thoughts, man. And hope you're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, y'all got, you guys have a great show. All right. Thanks. Have a great night. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Um, Am I Lovecraft. retarded? I, I no, is, that's one of those thoughts. That's like, uh, something that kind of comes to your mind and you think about and you it's kind of halfway fleshed out you know you got to like mm-hmm. think it through um i just i just don't conceptualize the value of monogamy in that way so i don't i don't actually view much of an overlap with with commun or marxist values in monogamy that's um, true like and, and even the nature of monogamy generally unless you're talking arranged marriage or something it is the union of two people voluntarily consensually it's not like a central power arranged that union for the benefit of all it's two people coming together for the benefit of themselves and their family. That's um, true. It, so I'm I just, open to the idea of polygamy though. I really like to have some help with housework. <laughs> just, and as just, long as I got to be like the madam of the house, like the well, bottom you, bitch, you're already on your I way. Just have, it. have plenty of daughters and you've solved the issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. And outsource work. Let's get another before the bottom of the hour here. Uh, Lovecraft is up next. Lovecraft, you there? Hey. Ah! Hey, thanks. Oh, I'm glad to be back with you. Oh, Blonde, thank you for the tow. It was wonderful to see that. Thank you. Yeah, I was so happy that you showed that off. I was like, I've seen other oddities, and that was one of my favorites. So wow, I'm, I'm so great, because I got a lot of hate for that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I was really, I've been waiting to see that toe it, it lived up to the anticipation 
Thank you. I too am impressed with it. It's an excellent specimen. Oh, and Matt, yeah. I, lo- I did like your story that you did on, on YouTube about Portland police. Yeah. I agree with you on that. I'm from Portland, so I, I know what you're talking about, the police leaving and they're not going to come back. They're not. You know, when you tell the police to leave, they're going to stay away forever. Well, I, I, I don't know what they're offering in Portland. Um, if, 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 Blonde, if you didn't see or if the audience didn't see, the long story short, um, Portland is actively recruiting police to refund their police force again. And virtually nobody is applying. Uh, yeah. Seriously? And everybody's getting yeah. murdered in that city. There's crime in that city. And what a surprise. I, don't, I don't know what they're offering, but um, oh, for me, t- <laughs> I don't know what the offer would have to be for me to consider becoming a Portland police officer. I mean, it uh, would have to be in. Uh, and to put your family through that, the harassment right. that you're likely to encounter. Oh yeah. And living in Portland. Oh. Formerly a great a city, but city, yeah, it's just badly run. That's the problem. Um, so are you getting bad audio from? Uh, mine's mo- I mean, it's no, a little no, sketchy, but mine's fine. Blondes looks like she's having a, a rough oh, time. Killing me. Oh, anyway. this. did you hear? Did you hear about the drummer of Offspring being kicked out of band because he can't get the vaccine? Yeah, punk rock is big pharma now. Mandatory oh. big pharma oh, injection. Punk rock. Yeah. Has well, Rage Against the Machine was, bitched out? I'm going to be really mad. They've yeah. been communist this entire oh. time. What are you talking oh about? God. I mean, Rage yeah. Against the Machine. Like, by virtue of the band name alone, they can't be pro-vax. Oh, they 100% are, and they're oh, pro-state. They oh, they're, they are. They're the, so the, communist, it's hilarious. They are actual communists. The one guitarist. Well, I and, knew that. Yeah. <gasps> You're right. Yeah. Rage on behalf oh, of the is. machine. No, comply on behalf of the machine is the name of the new band. Oh, I know. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston on a show called oh, yeah. Friends, but not much of a friend. <laughs> I laughed. I asked. I read that. Yeah. Yeah, she I has like, no yeah, friends. It seems like she's. Glad if they're not vaccinated. Yeah. Did you hear that story, Blind? Uh, yeah. What a bitch. We always knew oh, she was so a dumb funny. bitch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it cracks me up. A show right. about friends and, sh- and that she's not much of a friend. Well, I know. So, Oh, I liked your review of um, of little um, Big Trouble in Little China. It was good. Thank you, Matt. It was one of those good bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, by the way, Blonde, I have voted every time that Walkabout's been on there because it's one of my favorite movies. Hmm. What's your one of your yeah. favorite movies? Walkabout. Uh, Walkabout. Oh, that cool. Film. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever gonna get chosen, so we'll see. Oh, hmm. I choose. I wonder what Skag would think about that. Film. Oh, it's, it's just great. <laughs> It's come up for vote several times, but it, it generally lags behind. Yeah. So. Oh, I know. I vote for it every time. It was like Dr. Strangelove. I voted for that every time. <laughs> but other movies get picked ahead. All right. I Any mean, final Sam thought from you? Um, well, it's hot in Portland right now. Oh, are you it's there right now? Oh, oh yeah. God. I'm in my apartment, and it's hot. So it's about 80 or 90 degrees with humidity. Wow. It's probably 100 and something. So God it's speed. hot. Yeah. yeah, I know it's been a, a hot summer for you guys in the Pacific Northwest, oh, too. Oh, yeah. We actually, one day, that one time when it was like over 100, we were actually hotter than Phoenix, Arizona, Ugh. which never Ugh. happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, good luck. Oh, and, yeah. uh, well, and thank th- you very much. Um, if you decide to head on down to City Hall and apply to become a Portland police officer, let me know how it goes. Yeah, oh. for real. <laughs> no, no, there's not enough money to make me do that. <laughs> All right. I'll just sit back and enjoy the show. You All right, thank you, man. Thanks. You too. Bye. Okay, oh, we are man. due for a break. 
You yeah, weren't I getting audio issues? It was just a little, I think there was a little bit of a fan or something there, but. Do, 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 do. Okay. We deal as always. Thank you for your patience, guys. Um, I mean, I knew see. they were stupid commies, but like with a band name like Rage Against the Machine, I thought that they would, you know, they would change their viewpoint so that they would always be anti-establishment, right? Uh, well, you would think so, but now punk rock is um, pro-corporation, pro-big government, pro-state, um, yep. or at least statist, big state. Uh, okay. Over on Trovo... Uh, Mike Hawk 420 Blazing, subscribe and appreciate that. Super Shoe, Wild Saffron, Ron Helton, thanks for supporting the show, guys. Uh, Water Filter Merchant, I think is what it's it's cut off. Sorry about that. Uh, Dear Matt and Blonde, are there any podcasts or political shows that you enjoy watching or that you would ever like to appear on? After all the waves of YouTube bans, it seems like there's still high quality right wing content um, out there on YouTube. Uh, semi-ogog academic agent keith woods thoughts um my regular listens that i enjoy um i i I really like as far as like smaller less obvious picks i really like frank's show quite frankly i think he's doing a great job so listen to that regularly um as far as like smaller podcasts that i listen to regularly i i tend to like a lot of uh gun content too uh because i just it's not as explicitly political and it helps me relax a little bit or take my mind off this stuff so i like mm-hmm. listening to like iraq veteran 88 military arms channel and those guys um would i ever appear like anytime generally anytime people send me an invitation to appear on a show most of the time i'll i'll do it provided that we can get the scheduling arranged um so yeah just send an email if there's uh if uh, anybody's running a show or uh, would otherwise uh, like a guest appearance uh i try to i try to make myself as available as possible uh yeah who do i still listen to um i still listen to blackpilled dave cullen they're mostly on bit shoot now um i listen to really graceful she's great and then red ice and of course the, the legal man <laughs> and the quash oh yeah that's right <laughs> are you uh, good over there yeah thank you um eric burns march um vitaly shishov didn't kill himself i believe that he is the Belarusian activist that was murdered recently. I'm, I'm sure he didn't kill himself. Or is he one of the growing list of Capitol Police officers? Yeah, really. Week? What the hell is going on? I don't know. Uh, uh, we'll talk about it on Sunday. Really but, bizarre. You know, I'm sure they're all getting whacked. Uh, Low rung Maslow. No, no, thank you, sir. Uh, D Beetle Leader Doug. A good showman, blonde to blonde. Don't read out loud. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, I'll contact them. Thank you, Doug. Um, Sam Harris, hopefully not these Sam Harris. Hey, I'm told he listens, loves the show. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I have just recently moved to Phoenix, Arizona. You guys don't know how it's reached 115 degrees here today. Yeah. People should, they're not supposed to live in places like Phoenix. Like it's supposed to be uninhabitable wasteland. I couldn't, but in our defense in, in this part of the country, I think in Missoula, which is kind of halfway between us, they set a record for most consecutive 90 plus degree days. Uh, earlier this summer at like 20, 25 or something. I know it's not 115, but that is pretty, uh, that's very high and really uncommon in this uh, part of the country. And there's a lot of people without AC. Now I am not so foolish because when I decided to get into this YouTube game, that was one of the initial investments that I made was air conditioning. Oh yeah. Yeah. To be on camera and to do the stream and under lights and stuff, AC mandatory. It would be impossible in the summer, even when it's like 85 out which is about average. 
Oh yeah, I'm really hot right now. It's, yeah, I'm not uh, doing that. So AC was mandatory. Uh, thank you for that. Um, you know what I realized? People of other races can acclimate to cold weather, but white people cannot acclimate to hot weather. Like the Somalians <laughs> okay. in Minnesota are doing just fine. But like if you put me in Phoenix, I, I think I'd literally die. I think I would actually die. Well, and not to bring up old stories, but the one and only time that we've hung out together the summer of 2016 in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, when it was 95 <sighs> degrees and 95 percent humidity, you actually barfed. Yeah. Yeah, you actually I, get, I got up. heat stroke and I threw it behind a bridge. I yeah. remember. It was yeah. terrible. Um, it was like a it was like a hundred degrees and ninety percent humidity. It was like hell on earth. Speaking of that summer, great uh reminiscing here, but uh of course we ran into Owen Schroyer that summer too. Yeah, that's right. And I just saw Owen Schroyer of InfoWars fame. Um and Owen Schroyer was at the Texas Rangers game within the last week, and he was one of the people who hung up one of those big Trump one signs. Nuh-uh. And not only did he get kicked out of uh, the Texas Rangers uh, field, but they actually arrested him for, oh, for displaying a sign uh, oh, man. as though that's uncommon. Now, I understand like it's their property. They could tell you to take down the sign or boot you for displaying the sign. But if displaying words on a sign is an arrestable offense at a, yeah, at a baseball crazy. field, we really have uh, fallen apart as a country. Yeah. Yeah, what a bunch of pussies. I don't know if he faced any charges or anything. I just saw the Twitter clip. But Outrageous. Godspeed to Owen. Still doing the same thing. That's how we ran yep. into him in Cleveland. He was riding around on a bike blasting Alex Jones over a <laughs> megaphone. So <laughs> Owen right. is going to Owen. No one is going to stop him. We should probably catch up with him sometime soon. He's a great I know, dude. It's been, it's been a few years for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good um, dude. I like him. Pep says two questions. Is this show saved somewhere else? And do you think we will end up in a hot civil war over these vaccine mandates? Uh, yes, this show is saved on all of our audio platforms linked in the description below. Yeah, it's um, audio only. Um, mm-hmm. But if you go to the website, the podcast page on the website, it's on pretty much every audio feed. So you can listen back uh, on the audio later. Um, and yeah, I, I am expecting people to go to war over this vaccine mandate. I, I really do. People are coming to. We're going to find out because they're doing it in New York now, New York City. And. L.A. is supposedly trying it or considering it. Yep. So yep. we'll find out. Will people leave or will they stay and fight? I hope they'll stay and fight. I hope. Uh, let's do one more right now. Long Dong John says, time for Ping 2 to walk out from that job blonde style. Let them suffer in the current employment market for a while and install a doggy door for when they come crawling back. I mean, it. it is kind of good timing. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be we're going to be OK. And this is basically more or less aligned with our plan anyway. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to use a little bit of that positioning to encourage other, the employees actually have all the leverage, but you know how it is yeah. where, when individuals get demoralized, this is part of the reason why they deliver the news to like groups of people at a time is because mm-hmm. when they can isolate you and you feel alone and like, you're the only one who won't just put on the stupid mask. Right. When every individual just lays down and does that, that's how they win. That's why they try to deliver that sort of mandate in that situation with that strategy. And so because my wife is going to take a break soon, you know, she's trying to she's trying to think about ways to maybe inspire some other people to push back against this, because if it isn't clear, it's just as clear at this story as it is everywhere across the country. We are not going to comply our way back into normalcy. 
we're not just going to lay down until they make it normal again. They're never yeah. going to make it normal. How did they, how did this become the status quo? Because they got in our faces and told us to comply until we get in their faces and tell them to fuck off. Uh-huh. It is never going never back. Never going to stop. Yep. So exactly. my wife and my wife is in a little bit of a, a unique position and you know, hopefully there can be some courage inspired for people to take some steps on this. I understand not everybody's in that position. People have their incomes at stake, their family livelihoods at stake. I get it. And those interests have to be balanced. But um, <laughs> we're going to comply our way into the boxcar eventually. And I know that <laughs> yeah. sounds absurdist. And I know that's many steps beyond. But everybody's got to have their line. You have to have your line where you say, fuck off. I'm not doing this. Yep. You got to decide where that is. Maybe it's not the mask, but if if you allow the mask to happen, they come with the jab in a second. And if you don't do the jab, then they start pointing to the boxcar. Yep. There is a progression. That's where we are. Hmm. Real quick over on uh, Tippy Stream. Um, Mike DeWine Shit Eating Grin says, this is to get Ping to some comfy shoes so she can get her pregnant ass back to work. Matt Jr. Uh, needs a strong working woman or he's going to grow up not knowing how strong women <laughs> really are. Well, if, ev- if everything goes to plan, it'll be, you know, uh, we, we want, um, we want Matt jr. To be raised by his mom and his dad. That's been the plan the whole time. So yep. we're working toward that. Uh, and so we're not, we're not drastically thrown off that plan, but my God, it's just, it's, it's a bummer to be thrown off by a moment's mask whim instead of our own decision-making. Yeah, for for real. Yeah. All right. We will uh, come back to uh, chatters. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. And actually, speaking of Mike DeWine, shit eating grin, he's the next caller up. Look at that. Mr. DeWine or Mr. DeWine's grin, rather. You there? Yeah. uh, Hold on. Let me get the stream muted. Thank you for supporting the show, by the way. (laughs) It's all right. And for the the Um, shoes, we will put them them to good use. Yeah, happy to help. Um, uh, before I get started, I do want to say I I really want to commend and thank you for shouting out um, Sleepaway Camp. Oh, nice. I, I, I love that movie. It's my favorite movie to watch on spooky movie nights. Isn't it great? I, but it's frustrating to talk about because you can't spoil it because no, it's, you, it's you the can't. ultimate not you spoil can't. movie. There's only yeah, one thing can. about it and you can't spoil it. <laughs> And it is a doozy. Yeah, it is the best <laughs> twist ending ever. <laughs> and so I just uh, first wanted to say that because I was not expecting to hear that tonight. Um, the only reason I know about it is because about eight years ago, a coworker said to me when I had to I had to catch a plane back home, dude, mm-hmm. you want to watch something on the plane? Watch this movie <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. Just see what happens at the end. And I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I, was, okay. I thought, this is boring and stupid. <laughs> You watched I'll it watch in public. Um, I did. I did watch it on the plane, but you know, it was, it, the, it, I, it wasn't weird. It's not. I don't think anybody saw saw. Well, that's let's the real put it this way: the FBI the, are outside. The door. only spoiler I can say is it's 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 probably not like a watch at work movie if there is such a thing. It's not really safe for work. It, there's some <laughs> no, there's no, some graphic not. there's some graphic nature to it. That's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah, some nice kills here and there. And a lot of violence um, is part of it. <laughs> like, who would yeah. watch a slasher movie at work anyway? Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there who will, who does yeah. it. Um, but, uh, what I uh, wanted to uh, 
uh, talk about um, in my time here is I I really I really want to stress to everyone listening, and it's it's almost like a I don't know what you call it, a truism to say that the government is corrupt and incompetent, but you. <laughs> It's something you know. It's something that everybody hears, and everyone, you know, they kind of understand it. It's just something that you know we just all accept. But I don't, I don't believe most of the public has any sort of idea just the the depths of it until they are either they either unfortunately have to uh, work with the government, which I I don't recommend. Um, as someone who does work for the government, you see the sausage um, being made. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, just to give um, some examples um, that I I do suggest that people do look up um, on their own time. There's uh, three separate cases um, within the past ten years that should you know. F- Flabbergast you. There's a uh, first one is a story about or a case about a young girl in uh, uh, by the name of Justine Peltier. I don't know if you recognize that name. I don't. Uh, Justine Peltier was a uh, 14, 14 year old girl, I think. Um, I think from Maine. For whatever reason, they were in Massachusetts. Boston, specifically Massachusetts, um, she had to go to the ER or something or some sort of checkup, um, and she had to go to uh, Boston's Children, which is quote the premier in pediatrics. Um, the person who uh, uh, the doctor who looked after her decided that. Oh, the doctors that um, originally uh, said that she had some sort of mitochondrial disease, they're wrong. This is really just um, Munchausen's by proxy or some sort of um, uh, psychological thing. And for the next 16 months, Justine was held without contact with her parents at Children's Hospital. Her parents weren't even allowed to talk about it. They were ordered by the courts. They were ordered a gag, or they had a gag order put on them. They could not talk about it. Uh, eventually, she did get out again, sixteen months later, and they crippled her. She cannot walk. She's stuck in a wheelchair. And they just finished up their. Uh, they tried to. There's the word tried to sue Children's and all the mass holes in uh, Boston said no. Children's so, made the right decision. So what did they like? Did they sign away their rights or how? How did something? No, like that they happen? took them away from her. CPS stepped in and said no. You, you don't know what's good enough, good for your daughter. You're hurting her. And they took her away. There's for nothing more to months, this story. They, that, that just seems that, like there's got to be. I'm, I'm giving you the gist of it. But, but there's nothing major. There's no major plot point Justina that's being withheld. Peltier. No, no. Mm. The Boston, uh, Boston Children's, which I believe is part of Harvard, uh, stepped in and said, "You're you're wrong, and we are right." And they took their daughter away, and she, they crippled her. My God! And then nothing happened to it. Um, this is in 2013. Uh, 2013, 2014, something like that. 
Um, there's that. And I mentioned the Lucas Gerhard story uh, last time, which I again I stress people look into. Um, in August of 2019, he sent out a Snapchat with an AR rifle that he was going to take oh, to yeah, yeah. school. Um, yeah. And I, uh, what I, I think I neglected to say, his school is in Sault Ste. Marie, which, if you don't know, is basically a border town with Canada. It's that mm-hmm. far up north. So, and it was allowed, and he was put in jail without a hearing, without a trial for 83 days. And this is before COVID. And then after that, he was he's still on house arrest without a well, I take that back. They had a hearing uh, where his lawyer tried to get the whole case dismissed. And they basically the three judges and I watched the footage of it. They are not hearing anything of it. Not the fact that he has a right to say this and he did not make a terroristic threat. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you have to be inferred. It's implied at best. But even that is a dishonest Given the context yeah. that you described, that's a dis- dishonest interpretation of what he said. Yeah. Or said I, implicitly I, I, with a picture. Um, yes. But yeah. It was a Snapchat meant for his friends and two yeah. um, two women who had gotten into fights with him in some like psychology class. Um, they're the ones who reported it to yeah. the cops. Well, thanks for uh, keeping it, us in the know about this. This is stuff that yeah. um, the, the first one you talked about, I've never heard anything about. And I didn't yeah, know Yeah, the story about. is... Yeah is horrible i'm reading about it on boston globe Hmm. yeah uh the huff post um has a good article about it um i don't it's possible i only think it's good because it's uh i'm biased towards the uh, guy with it Uh, the last one i do i just want to have to be real quick here but yeah yeah. there's not much there's not a whole lot to it because it's still ongoing but everyone look up the uh, uh story is sophie long and how her and her dad have been screwed over by the uh, family courts in Texas. Okay. That's another horrific one. All right. Well, thanks, it, for, thanks for keeping us in the know. I appreciate it. No, that's all right. Have a great day. Get her some or nice night, pumps. Rather. Yeah, thank you for supporting the show, man. <laughs> uh, and yeah, at least her feet can rest for a minute, I suppose. <laughs> thank you, man. Oh, man. All right. Have a night. Can you imagine being separated from your child? Oh, my God. Uh, well, recall not long ago, we had uh, a caller from Canada talking about the similar sorts of effects, uh, going on there where your child believes he or she is transgender, transgender, uh, the state removes that child from your custody because you have questions. Maybe even you dare to resist this transgender urge and, if you don't enable that um, claim transgenderism, I guess the Canadian government uh, will take care of that for you. We're not far off from this sort of thing. But, they're, you know, they're fucking with with people that will die before they're separated, you know, separated from their children. And people that will die before they're separated from their children will also kill a bunch of people. So yeah. they need to be careful here. Yeah. And this is why... This is why I always struggle personally with what those lines are. Now, as much as I think there's a lot of child abuse going on on the other side of it with actively transitioning children and doing all sorts of weird progressive ideological bullshit with your kids. Same thing, yeah. When you get aggressive with CPS and putting a stop to that sort of thing, you do enable that sword to be used in other directions. And what is the line... 
Man, it's it's I, I struggle with this sort of thing, especially if, as I watch people mask their kids in public. It drives me up a wall, and I know that's not the same thing as getting you know starting to inject hormones into a kid or getting choppy with their genitals or anything like that. But it, it's terrible, though. It's infecting it, their minds. But I guess what I'm saying is, what is the line at which I would say the state should intervene in the custody, um, a parent's custody of, of the child? Because if that's too aggressive, that's a very dangerous game to play. And, it, and not just morally, but practically, like you're saying, right. you'll inspire people into mama bear mode where they'll kill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have it fleshed out clearly in my head, but I'll have to think about it some more. Anyway, um, speaking of uh, Canadian ongoings, Magic Sky hey. Fairy, what's on your mind? You guys hear me okay? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you hear us? Yeah, yeah. All good. So uh, I was going to revisit something that Blonde had said earlier about uh, libertarians being, I guess, useless allies uh, to her in some <laughs> respect. Uh, Did I say that? That sounds like something I said. I, I don't remember, but it does sound accurate. Libertarians, yeah. useless. I'm sure I said something. Along yeah. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess it depends in terms of what. Like, we're certainly not a threat to you in any way, but uh, point taken in terms, and, you know, I get shit on a lot as a, you know, libertarian who uh, basically will stand and say, oh, well, I don't like that, but we certainly, uh, like, the depiction of uh, libertarians by the media is like, this scary group with guns that's uh, going to pounce at any moment is just like the furthest thing from the truth. Oh, yeah. I'm not worried about that at all. No. Right. Like, um, essentially, we're just like my whole philosophy. I guess I came by it honestly just by like, I, I don't want to tell people what to do and I don't want to be told what to do either. Uh, so it makes me like really neutral. So you'll never get a libertarian really like seizing power in any major way, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, yeah, but th isn't that the problem? Isn't that like the inherent problem with libertarianism is that it, it lacks a, a certain leadership quality that perhaps um, Uncle A may have had, you know, I don't, I guess, uh, to, to well, defend. I think that it takes that there's a leadership. There's an element of leadership courage these days, especially to say you're an adult. You're born with God given rights. You can solve your problems way better than me or the state or anybody else. But that's not true. Oh, I, you don't think the individual yeah, solves his own problems better than the state power. does for him? I'm not saying the state. I'm just saying that for certain people, like the vast majority of retards that are out in this country, they are they are not the best people to be in charge of their own destiny. I think they are. They, they well, still, when they get bad outcomes, uh, they learn from that necessity of the mother of all invention. Look at this COVID nonsense. You think people are responding to incentives and bad outcomes? They're absolutely not. I mean, no, my the government is forcing their hand. Yeah, but this personal freedom thing is overrated when everybody's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm not stupid. You're not stupid. But you guys, the libertarians are constantly projecting their own competence and intellectual capabilities on a bunch of stupid people. But how, OK, but here's the problem. How are you going to make that distinction without violating the rights of other people? Like, how are you yeah, going? To I just care about violating the rights of other people less than you do. Well, we better, um, we have to violate, we have to violate them benevolently. That's yeah. yes. Yeah. Right. As long as my authoritarian ruler is, uh, is in charge. <laughs> you know, doing my fascistic bidding, then right. everything will be fine. 
Well, I think right. you might have just hit the hammer on the head in terms of um, the implementation of why is it somebody who promises big, bold outcomes with their own action uh, is going to be able to gather a following. But the libertarian yeah. who says, oh, no, we'd prefer to not do anything and we'll just let you guys keep your own money and the, the chips will fall where they may. And we're just going to be more of a referee to protect everyone's right. That's not a sexy pitch to somebody who uh, just wants resources directed to them. And their yeah. cause. well, then, yeah. so let me let me push back on you just a little bit with uh, some pushback that was given to me on the Sunday stream, which I think is a fair point and that I have to wrestle with because I think that the point that Blonde's making and the chatter made to me that I thought is interesting is, yeah, in a perfect world where everyone values liberty in the way that you do or the way that I hope I do, um, that is, that will, it's okay, that, that, that could work and would work is, but is that the world that we live in that what the point that the that the chatter made was there are level, there are levers of power in the world that are going to be shifted. So either you're shifting them or someone who's drastically morally inferior is shifting them. Exactly. Uh, So how do we, do you think that there's truth to that statement or is that off? And if it's true, how do we wrestle with it as people who don't want to wield power over others and want to be left alone? Mm -hmm. How do we deal with that? How do we morally deal with that reality of the world? Right. You so, have to and, change. You have to change. The weight of the crown is heavy. You have to change your perception <laughs> on leadership and, and what you have to do. I, no uh, one can put me in charge. I can't be put in charge of anything. Someone can put you in charge, though, and you should be in charge. And then you just have to be like, all right, this is what I this is what I have to do. Yeah, no, I, no joke. If I did get, you know, placed as ruler of Canada, I'd be just dismantling a lot of stuff and just saying, mm-hmm. yeah, all of this is privatized now. You guys figure it out and we're not going to, you know, be, I'm not going to be heavy handed in any way. Um, and a lot of people would bitch and complain. Certainly the people who are getting funds directed to them would, but I'd be like, tough shit. You guys figure it out. Uh, CBC, if you're so great, then people will voluntarily pay for you. Uh, well, you, you are going to have to get heavy handed in some way because it's going to take really expensive government programs to get all the immigrants out of your country. So... Yeah. Well, you're, okay. Uh, at this point, I've sort of resigned myself. Uh, and I don't, cons- maybe this is not stoic. Maybe this is defeatist. I don't know. It depends whose perspective you ask. But I've already uh, kind of, the only party that has the values that I like is the People's Party of Canada. They get 1% of the vote. Yeah. Uh, so for that purpose, I've already just resigned myself to this country is going to continue in this direction. And mm. I can only influence what is immediately in my life. And I guess that's the stoic perspective, which I've, yeah. Because my son's on the way, he'll be out maybe a couple of weeks before Matt's is. Um, I have changed Damn. my ways a lot. Like I've started, I've stopped video games. Uh, just play. I've been weightlifting heavily, learning the guitar, improving at it. I've uh, been coding, like learning Python. Uh, and it's just, and I started skateboarding again, lost a bit of weight. Uh, just all the stuff that, uh, I saw a meme that was like, uh, be the man that you'd like your son to become, or be the father that you'd yeah. like to son, your son to become. And I was like, ooh, there's a lot of defects here. Uh, a lot of waste of time. <laughs> well, I hope, so. it sounds like you're going through the same experience that I am. And, and I'm sure Blonde probably, you shared some of this in your parenthood journey. But there is no greater purpose placed into your life than thinking about how to provide best for your children. And of course I don't even yeah. have the experience of the kid out of the womb yet. And, and, uh, and neither do you just yet, but uh, I think has, you just answered your question from earlier then. Uh, well, explain, elaborate. Well, you, you had proposed, uh, you asked a question about, um, uh, how to navigate the world. And it was some sort of like, Oh, what do we do about, you know, the, the, all this encroaching tyranny and so on. And yeah, it's yeah. like, 
I don't think you can do anything, but what you can impact in a very direct and meaningful way is is the people directly around you, especially your child, your son. Yeah. Uh, you can make sure that he, uh, you know, has traditional masculine values, that he, you know, as I said, becomes the father that you'd like your son to become or whatever. Like, you can mold that and try to give him some sort of insulation against all yeah. the Rainbow Brigade. Uh, but you can't do shit about, uh, you know, whatever de blasio does in new york or what the mandates yeah. are going to be you can't that's do anything true. that's true that. yeah yeah that's well, I mean, true. maybe you guys can because you guys have a voice i can't say shit you know i'm just a guy <laughs> on your show no but i mean we, actually... we can't do anything uh people are going to do what they're going to do this 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 COVID thing has told has told me that the only people that really have the power to influence in any meaningful way are our establishment even now um, I mean, I could uh, never create point. the kind of narrative that the establishment well, and, has. And to push back on the world that I want, which again, I'm trying to confront this each and every, well, each and every week. And as I confront this philosophically, is the world that I want way different than the world that really exists? And in this context, of course, the world that I want is where people are persuaded by reason. They make rational decisions and they're able to think for themselves. Mm-hmm. Clearly. At least if this last year or so is any indicator, fear is a much stronger motivator and persuader than reason, which I despise. I can't stand that. I'm not saying that everyone should have to agree with me personally, but you have people behaving in wildly irrational ways because of fear. And in the case of like my wife's work, the fear of the Delta variant at a corporate top level and for everybody else, the fear of the boss above them. There's yeah, nobody yeah. who believes this is a rational decision, but everyone's afraid of the consequences of misbehavior. But you know that now. Right. So would you ever exploit people's fear to create the world that you want? I personally would not. I think it's immoral. Then you're then you'll lose. Then then you'll lose. Yeah. I know, but but well, if yeah, I behave immorally, have I already lost? Uh, I don't know. Uh, these are difficult questions that we will continue to ponder mm. for the next five years of our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, again, I think you, we sort of have some agreement. We've got, we've had some resolution in this call in that uh, affecting the world is kind of futile. You, you're not going to be able to do that, but you yeah. can influence your immediate spheres very directly. And yeah. whatever the, the world, what kind, whatever bag of shit the world hands you guys, um, you can still try to, I don't know, make shit lemonade with well, whatever it- you can. It sounds like you have uh, an, an absolutely perfect philosophy for your, your son and uh, for your family. And so I don't know if we'll speak before he's born, but if not, um, all the best to you guys. And, uh, and, and uh, we'll catch up afterward, if not before. Thanks. It's high praise from you, but I have a feeling the reverse opinion uh, would be put on me by, you know, the bloggers over at Huffington Post and WAPO <laughs> and so on. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. thank well, you, man. Thanks, and then uh, get right to work making more because God knows, God knows Canada needs them. Uh, it, that's the thing you can do to save your country. Make more, yeah, make we'll more people yeah, thinking would be if, uh, your way. If, if 15, 20 years from now, I get reported for some kind of thought crime by my kid. That yeah. would suck. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, who knows? All right. Thank <laughs> okay. you, man. Take Bye, care. Guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guy. Bye, dude. Dude, right. uh, do for a, a quick break here again, sure. and then we'll get right back to the callers. Live chat just psyched me out and told me Crowder died. No, he, but he didn't. didn't. Come on. Although he I, did I get know a really it's serious been, surgery. Well, I know it's been pretty rough, and of course it God, was. I hope he's okay. Was, was it like a week ago that he announced he had uh, some complications or a setback? And I go onto Twitter and I see all the people who are normally tweeting about how it's if it saves just one life, we have an obligation to totally nuke our own. Um, I hope oh, you what's die. this? 
a guy I don't like had a had a medical complication or setback. Fuck him. I hope he dies. And I'm again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that um, that certain wishes or chuckles or pieces of enjoyment haven't been had at misfortune of others, um, particularly by maybe uh, certain braided members of the show. But I haven't <laughs> I haven't uh, been totally absent in my participation either. That said, um, I don't think that we present ourselves as moral betters in that way all the time either. Yeah. These people, they see a person they simply disagree with and they hope he dies on the basis of the disagreement. It's crazy. And he's so sick right now. Even I think his twins are due soon. Yeah, I think they're I thought that they were due before my son. June to July. Well, she announced her pregnancy in January. Oh, OK. Uh, was it early on? I don't know. I should probably waited three months. So I, oh, I they, bet they've got to be right might, there then. Yeah, she. they, they might have been born already. Mm. I just can't even imagine what that would be like. So my heart's with them. Um, let's see. Uh, Justice for Poets. X gonna give it to you. He gonna give it to you. Isn't that a jaw rule song? I don't know. I don't recognize it. I Speaking of, you know who played here a couple weeks ago? Nelly. Yeah, did he Nelly. come to North Idaho too? He probably did. He's doing the tour. He played at the Big Sky Fair in Bozeman here. And we were actually contemplating going, but it was on a Wednesday night and I wouldn't ditch out on this show for Nelly. If but you ditch out on the show for Nelly, I'd, I I think my feelings would be a little hurt. I was actually right about, I was about right because I was talking about him with uh, someone in town and I thought, how old is that dude? And I guessed 50. Oh, it's DMX. I don't know, you guys. Mm. Nelly this is, is not 46. My... I could have oh. seen a 46-year-old Nelly, but I came to this stream instead. Uh, I don't do you know anything about DMX? Didn't is he DMX die? like a step above Jaw Rule? All these people are the same to me. Didn't DMX die? Yeah, he died of COVID, didn't he? Or some weird This was recent. Yeah, it was April 9th of this year. He oh, yeah. died it of a cocaine-induced X... heart attack. No, he died of COVID. Um, well, yeah, of course. X gonna give it to you. I should have been able to figure that out. Mm. Implied, yeah. I hope my husband isn't listening to this. He would be really pissed. Um, okay. Joel Dykeman says, Turfs is to feminism what fascists are to socialism, honest about their intentions. I need to reload. Uh, hmm. I, I got a couple over on DLive here. Um, ETC, thanks for supporting the show. Uh, oh, he died after the vaccine. Well. That's what it was. Who did? DMX. What? And they said it, it was a drug overdose. Oh, yeah. They're saying cocaine-induced heart attack, and then he had organ failure like a week later. He had been doing cocaine for like 30 years. I That's think it's true. I got to imagine he was pretty good about his dosage at this point yeah. in his life. And he, he always got mm. that pure Colombian. That's my favorite tinfoil about Brian Sicknick, too. Uh, and, of course, this is false information, Susan, but... Brian Sicknick ha had a blood clot that was due to Brian Sicknick did not have a blood clot that was due to the vaccine. That didn't happen. And anyone who says it did is uh, a liar. Fact checked and false. GD liar. Uh, should I keep going? Uh, I just have uh, one over on uh, Trovo. C2K says, wasn't time to tell you about the uh, this pre-show but you need to check out slightly offensive elijah's new video on american airlines call uh, american airlines calling him lying about him being drunk on a flight and banning his entire family from the no they're on the no fly list for three years while also saying fuck you get vaccinated no way 
I got to see this. I've, I haven't heard anything uh, about it. I heard one of my friends told me about it, but I haven't seen it. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. Yikes. Um, Nicholas Gay. I don't know why I said it like that. I'm sorry, man. Uh, did you all hear about the Secretary of Defense going to mandate the vax after all the future boosters for the variants? We're going to have an army of soldiers that look like sloth from the Coonies. Yeah, the, uh, this is not it's not going to happen. They're, you want to go deep. Is that this. part of the plan? If you, Well, they already have decided they're going to vaccinate the entire military. And speaking of ways to pussify our culture and make us vulnerable to take over, um, I would never say that this is that because, of course, this is just the State Department looking to keep our military strong and healthy. Um, or you know, I, I suppose uh, that would be Defense Department. Maybe I'm not. Uh, State Department is different. I guess they're man, they're mandating for their people, too. But. Um, Defense Department is mandating for military, as far as I understand. So same idea, <sighs> different federal bureaucracy. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it, is this all what it appears to be? Or is it something we're going to regret? Down the line? We, I don't know. We are. We're definitely going to. Of course, this is not what it appears to be. Anybody that thinks that at this point is lost. Well, it just doesn't lot. make sense on a surface level. It's like, it's, okay, you uh, you you better get this, or you might get uh, a virus that is even weaker than the last one in terms of its uh, killing capability. Why? I mean, I understand yeah. that nobody wants to get sick, and so you make a vaccine available and say, "Hey, here's the vaccine. Get it if you want. If not, getting I... sick is part of life. Yeah, if no you don't one want it, okay. Gets through life without getting sick. It's it just happens. But, but the pushing of it does not match the risk of the risk presented from getting the actual virus. So what? What is behind the push of it? Is it simply profit making? Is it simply someone's trying to make a buck? Or is it uh, is it prep work for something down the line? Definitely is. I think there's got to be some ulterior motivation because just keeping people healthy. This virus is not a serious enough threat for it for that to be the pure motivator. No, this is a depopulation effort. Hmm. All these people are going to die. Um, and I don't think that the elites are actually getting the vaccine and just saline injections all around. Bill Gates, uh, Bill Gates is spit right yeah. into the syringe. Yeah, really. Um, he seems like he's got a dry mouth though. So I don't know. Uh, it's Cause Holden he's been Mulder. spitting into a million syringes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Uh, high truth stakers marriage existed before Christianity and Christianity existed before Catholicism. God made woman for man in the beginning. Mm. Communism doesn't seek equal opportunity. It trades on envy. Yeah, that's. That is correct. I wish I would have said that, but I couldn't get my thoughts. Yeah, and I suppose that's a fair point. Communism might sell itself on equal opportunity, but of course it does not produce equal opportunity. Right. It produces correct. equal suffering. Mm -hmm. um, let's do one more for right now. Lazarus Rex Blonde. I too am impressed. Excellent specimism. Specimen. Specimism. Mm. That's great. Uh, <laughs> me, someone clip that. Also, Idiocracy needs to be on the movie list. Idiocracy is excellent. Have you seen that? I have seen it. Uh, I do like it. Would watch it again, though, if people wanted a formal review. Yeah, okay. I'd watch it again. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll circle, circle back for the rest of these. All right. Uh, last segment of calls here till the bottom of the hour. Sneed and Feed up next. Sneed, you there? Shalom, fellow white people. <laughs> Hello, Sneed. <gasps> What's on your mind? So, have you guys ever heard about Hollow Earth? Uh, uh, is this like, one of those... Oh, go ahead, sorry. Like, the Earth is uh, a shell, and the inside is hollow? Yeah, so there's paths inside the Earth. Um, 
like for example in buddhism the uh city of agartha um the entrance to that was in tibet and the dalai lama is supposedly um the agarthan's messenger on the upper level of earth no yeah i, I never it's, it's new to me mostly okay yeah because i know i know blonde talks to um owen about flat earth and you know you got the flat earthers on but i'm like flat earth is a psyop there's a track from hollow earth <laughs> that's okay, so deep ho- that's a deep cut <laughs> hollow earth accepts a spherical earth it's just there are pathways through it well essentially there's poles i mean there's okay. poles on the north and south pole and there's entrances there and that's why they have antarctica locked down like hardcore <laughs> they have, like, oh treaties. this sounds like nonsense okay sorry go ahead well uh <laughs> They have like treaties and everything like no one can get into Antarctica anymore. Um, supposedly there's a Nazi really? base there. Yeah. Like you can't Sounds just sweet. you can't just go. There are no I guess it would make sense if there aren't a lot of human settlements. I can't just fly to Antarctica or even get a boat to Antarctica. Yeah, basically, like there's a bunch of restrictions um, like you have to stay at certain places like there's scientific or military. Plus, What's, you have the weather, so you can't really go far. Um, restrictions but, by whom? Like who's governing it? Well, it's like there's treaties. So every oh. um, every country in the world has laid claim to a certain part of Antarctica. And so they all got together and was like, OK, we're agreeing to really not get well, involved except for like science projects and stuff like that. So like the, the South I, Pole is then definitely the access point to like Dr. Fauci's secret lair where he <laughs> makes Corona or something. Well, like that. well, if you want to get into conspiracy, the uh, the Pope actually visited Antarctica and John Kerry really? and like, yeah. So it's like, well, why did they go there? You know, why so. did they? John Kerry surely went to like measure the uh, ice depth or something like that. That's why he went. Did you did you know? um What's his face? Buzz Aldrin also went down there and like tweeted like he saw the face of evil um, on Twitter. Like it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, Hollow Earth is really interesting. Um, there's uh, there was a book written in 1871 called The Coming Race. And it, that's where the word Vril came from. And that led to the Vril Society and the Slule Society of the, the early uh, hermetic occult uh, early German uh, societies in the 1920s and whatnot and there's a theory that the spirit mediums uh, which were women with long hair uh, could channel um, spirits and get information so there's a theory one of them channeled the flying saucer blueprints or like got info about where to find the blueprints for that and they found like a german knights templar uh, in sanskrit um, and they used that to build the flying saucers mm. All right, I'm yeah. reading the Wikipedia. It seems biased against Hollow Earth. It says debunked. <laughs> wow. <so>. Wow. <laughs> Wikipedia being against conspiracies? I was Popular never pseudoscience that. no longer a scientifically viable hypothesis. So um, that's it's already intriguing me. Yeah, it's definitely a huge rabbit hole. Uh, just be forewarned, I was trailed by two black helicopters while I was uh-huh. researching this hardcore. Um, but, like, yeah, so... One guy also that's really interesting that worked for the Germans. Um, so the idea is, okay, you had the saucer, but how do you mm. power it, right? Um, you need an engine. And the problem is all engines are combustive, combustive energy, right? There's no, they're all destruction. Um, and that's inherently satanic. That's my personal opinion. But 
uh, free energy, like what Nikola Tesla um, and Victor Schrauberger were working on, is where you create energy without entropy or destruction. And what about um, um, like fuel cells? Isn't that actually is that destructive? You're like combining uh, hydrogen and oxygen, right? Uh, fusion fusion. Yeah, that is. But the, we haven't gotten to the point where um, we put we put in just too much energy um, to mm. get to the next level. So like vi- viable energy sources are destructive, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So mo- okay. mostly I'm talking about like natural gas, oil. Yeah, um, yeah that kind of thing. But uh, so Victor Schrauberger was really interesting because he um, he studied water and how water is really unique in the sense that, right, it's densest at about 41 degrees. So um, that allows it to have really unique properties and you can actually manifest its energy into vortex like um, energy patterns that you can actually create more free energy. So the flying saucers actually have a circular vortex of water and that is powered by like given energy by something else to uh, to give you, power to you sound to me like you're going to be the Jeff Bezos or the uh, what's his name? The Virgin Airlines guy of hollow earth. You're <laughs> going to you're going to do the first uh, private mission into the earth's core and uncover the powers that be in there uh yeah the problem is uh i would be hunted down this in, this this technology they do not want it getting out they want <laughs> you, you know they want us to keep being fallen you know they don't want us to actually have the energy or <laughs> capable of you know doing all these great things that, that's um, kind of the fun part about the era that we live in is no longer do i scoff at things like this where they're supposedly absurd i, th- I yeah if the powers that be tell me that it's wrong, it's probably closer I'm gonna to look right. into it. Yeah. It, it. <laughs> I have a bunch of links. I actually have my own Telegram channel where I do total research on Hollow Earth, Agartha, you know, Alderbaran, the Vril Society. Um, All right. And, and um, yeah. And also um, the Atlanteans. If you guys are interested, I know a little bit about that and early, early Earth history. Like the flood was real for sure. And, um, I All feel right. like yeah, I'm right. not interested in any of this. Skag, what about you? <laughs> well, like I said, I'm interested in stuff that's just, I don't know, even if it's outdated theories of the way the world is or was, even if it's, I'm just interested in this as a matter of history too. Like the fact that people um, were at a time like centuries ago were seriously theorizing and investigating about this. And I don't mean to say that dismissively because again, if Wikipedia tells me it's wrong, it's probably right. But I think this stuff, I've never thought this stuff and ideas like this in my, in my prior parts of my life, I wouldn't have thought this was interesting, but now I do because so much of the last year or so has just taught me that the things that I'm told on in, in media or by the powers that be are lots of illusion so how the world really works is sometimes, um, I don't know, sometimes to- the, totally the opposite of what we're told, which is That's why I think true. this stuff's interesting. Well, I appreciate you having that point of view. Not many people are uh, willing to to accept a different perspective, even if they don't agree with it. You know, as Aristotle said, you know, it's a really educated mind to entertain a perspective without accepting it. Hmm. Well, I appreciate it. And if uh, if you're able to call in from uh, the secret Earth core world, I would appreciate that. <laughs> All right. I'll uh, 
I'll let you know, but I wouldn't ever want to come back if I get I get into the Hollywood. <laughs> There's too much to uh, you got a lot to sabotage if you get in there. You got a lot to steal. You got a lot of pictures yep. to take. You got a lot of business to tend to. I understand. <laughs> I no, I'll be enlightened. Okay, it's about being enlightened. Okay, and fair, they fair never enough. want to come up here because we're fallen. You know, we're fallen creatures, whereas they are more ascended, so to speak. All right. Well, thank you for the uh, intro to the theory, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I'll call in to get you more updates. All right. Thank you, man. Bye-bye. Take care. You know, he he was a lot more polite than the flat earth people were. That's like the only time we've had to control the chat with uh, forcible bannings and ban the term flat (sighs) earth. I think it might still be the case. I don't know if you can write flat earth in the chat. Uh, Um, I don't think you can. It's because we were raided long ago by flat Mm -hmm. earthers, like in probably the first year Maybe it the was first crazy. two years of the show. Like an organized channel raid. Yeah. All right. Um, Kahlo is up next. Kahlo, you there? Yo, what's up, guys? Hey. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I'm going to a university, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the university is called Dixie State University. Oh, that wow. Sounds, and, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> you might be able to see where this is going. Uh they renamed it to Tranny U. <laughs> no. George White College. Going... Yeah. <laughs> no, but anyway, it's in southern Utah. And the backstory behind why it's called Dixie is because the Mormon settlers, some of them moved south and started growing cotton. Ah, and it's, it's in St. Uh... George. St. George is cool. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice place. Um, except for the heat. Hmm. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's... Uh, it's kind of the whole heritage of the, the Mormons in the area. Okay. So it has That's nothing to do with like the Confederate South. It's just, no, literally nothing. Yeah. They but they renamed calling it. it. They started calling it Utah, Utah's Dixie because they were growing cotton. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But is there a serious push to change the name of the school? No, it is being changed right now. Oh God. To Dixie tech. And I looked a little Wait, bit. What? To Dixie Tech, but, but it's Dixie still. Yeah. So who cares? No, it's uh, it's it's Dixie Tech. Was it that? Is it like Dick C, like D I C K dash S E E now? No, <laughs> they should change it to that. See a Dick at Dixie. See a Dick at Dixie College. Dixie College. <laughs> well, that's a good slogan. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty funny. I don't okay, know what's cool. the point of changing it then if if it still has Dixie in it. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't understand. No, I think it's called Utah Tech. Oh, yeah. Let, let me see. Dixie I'm Tech. gonna Google it right now. You yeah, didn't that say Dixie right. Tech. Utah. Oh, never mind. Utah oh yeah, Tech. Utah Tech. Oh, that makes as sense. As of like just last month, June 29th. Yeah. Yeah. In order the to Anal get Academy of Utah. <laughs> <laughs> but in order to get accreditation, they as a four year, they they had to. That's retarded. And they kind of quietly admitted that. What? Like some board forced their hand? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, well, uh, does that bother you? Are you okay with that? Or, or what's your stance? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, you know, this is Christian heritage we're talking about. So, yeah, yeah it's fine. Hmm. No, but <laughs> No, but I think it should stay the way it is. Like... You sound like your typical mild-mannered Mormon. <laughs> no, I'm not a Mormon, but I guess really? I consider myself mild-mannered. Yeah. Okay. You sound Mormon. <laughs> you sound blonde. Mormon adjacent. Yeah. People have said that before. 
Oh. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I, I love Mormons. I don't know what to say. Oh, they're great. They're Excellent the greatest neighbors. people ever. Yeah. Such great neighbors. Hmm. Incredible yeah, neighbors. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, anything else in your mind? <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I was going to... Oh, crap. I lost it. That's all right. <laughs> Out with it, John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Uh, uh, what's, no, he's... Uh, who, who's the Mormon guy? That, that John, John Smith. Smith. No, that's the that's the Joseph Pocahontas Smith. guy, Joseph, Joseph Smith. Smith. Yeah, <laughs> I was just reading about Pocahontas. That's yeah. why it inspired yeah. my hair today. Yeah. Ah, well, you know she um, wasn't even thirteen; she was twenty-one. Oh, really? Yeah. S- speaking of uh, college name changes, I'm waiting because I expect my alma mater, Lewis and Clark College, is going to change its name within the next few years at the longest. They just <sighs> took down a Lewis and Clark statue in Virginia because Sacagawea yeah. was sort of kneeling in the statue. But that's because she was a navigator. Like she's looking at tracks or she's looking <laughs> at the lay of the land. Right. But but I my money, as I just joked earlier, but I think Lewis and Clark College is going to become Floyd and Taylor College in honor of uh, George Floyd oh. and Breonna Taylor. And oh my they'll God. tear down the statues. That would be so terrible. And their logo will just be the big lips. <laughs> Floyd and Taylor <laughs> College. <laughs> that is the most racist thing you've ever I'm, said on this no, show. No, I'm only talking about George's specifically. You only know, race aside, those are the biggest lips I have ever yeah, seen I'm, on a human being. I'm only talking about one guy's yeah. set of lips. I know. Everybody was talking about his stature and everything like that. But how how did Chauvin take down those lips? They must be 10 pounds each minimum. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Get out of here. Brigham Young. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, man. So racist. So I know, racist. Right? Well, you're rubbing off on me, I guess. I'm loving the Olympics. It's this is just racial well, fodder. This um, yeah, this tranny weightlifting. Uh, I love how it, we'll have to talk about it on Sunday because I love how it's being presented as a. Uh, oh, see, no inherent advantage for for men. No, that's just a yeah. fat guy who's remarkably unathletic. That's all. They were all so fat. I think just for heavy lifting, you got to have a lot of muscle mass. But I think on women, muscle mass to lift that heavy doesn't come across yeah. like in a toned yeah. way. Obviously it just comes across as like raw bulk that yeah, sort of looks some re- big bitches. It looks weird on women. It definitely yeah. does. Yeah. Okay. Sto- yeah. <laughs> Stogies and boomsticks. Uh, Mr. Stogie, see there. Let him hang out a minute. Otherwise cordon after that. Let's- oh yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. Just uh, real quick before I get into one sleep away camp. You're right about the surprise ending, except for put it in today's society, it wouldn't be that surprising. Well, I, I is it some tranny thing? I don't want to spoil anything. I, if I talk too much about it, it'll give it away. Um, it is some tranny thing. Some 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 chick that's a murderer. Some dude that's a murderer ends up being a chick. I won't say anything because yeah, I want people. Right. That's why to do it. I, I I don't I can't I can't say anymore because I don't want people to have the surprise ruined. Mm. Um, but to can I even talk about your point generally without ruining it? You already uh, did. It could be presented. I don't think it could be presented in the way that it was today. You could present it 
in a, in a way that had a different theme or a different intended interpretation and maybe get away with it. But I don't think you could make it the way that it was made. Fair. Hmm. Hmm. Any, anything else from you? Uh, yeah. Um, on the vaccine mandate that are rolling out, how long do you think it's going to be before they can cancel your insurance? Because you can... before they before they what? Sorry, we have kind of kind of a spotty connection. What was the last part? How, how far do you think it'll be before they can cancel your health insurance because you refuse? Oh to yeah, vaccine. I was on the horizon. I was wondering about that, and I was wondering about um, like, will they strip you of your entitlements, say like Medicare or Social Security or something like that, uh, because of vaccination refusal? Are we are we that far away from something like that? Um, I don't know. I, th- that's it's the total horse crap. That's the trouble with all of this is there is no limitation. There is no line. We have been sold a bill of goods for a year and beyond where they've said do this and then X will happen. Okay, we did X, but we didn't get Y. Well, now do Y and you'll get Z. Okay, we did Y. Where's yeah. Z? Well, now you got to do Z and you'll get A. And it and the, it never ends. <laughs> and that's the trouble. It's like even with this mask stuff, like we were talking about earlier. Is it hard to put on a mask? No, it's not the end of the world, but it's the principle of what that enables you to do on a whim to us. And uh, yeah, I, I don't until someone articulates to me the the logical barrier. People say it's absurd to talk about boxcars and being cut off from the rest of society and all that. Why? Yeah, yeah. that steps down the road. But you need to tell me what the line is. Because right now you're talking. Bill de Blasio got up and did a, a press conference yesterday and said things to the effect of, you need to get the vaccine to participate in American life. Yeah, like, go fuck like yourself. Yeah. You, you need, he's basically saying, if you don't take this stab, you're going to be some underworld leper cast out into... The cast out into the wilderness or something. You won't. Oh, be I welcome to... that though. Wouldn't I that be so. wonderful? What the society that they're building, I guess. So, but yeah, I mean, the t- uh, to your point, Stogies, uh, do you? I, I don't see a logical endpoint, and that's the big trouble. Do you? Do you think they'll stop at any particular place? Absolutely not. And then once they get this rammed down our throats, they're going to choose something else. Okay, this is now the mandate for whatever the hell they want, and it keeps going, and then script of all of our rights because of energy crises or yeah yeah that's 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 the and you're exactly right the trouble is and i i wish if i could go back and talk to myself in the spring of last year you know i I feel like i i foresaw it but i could have been firmer on a lot of this stuff the point is when you give the government emergency powers special powers when they declare an emergency guess what they do they manufacture emergencies so they can yep. have those powers whenever they want and we're going to watch that happen we already are yep exactly yeah yeah well, well thank what, you for the, the end point is there isn't one there isn't one until they control every aspect of your life well well there is we just have to tell them no uh, yeah that, that's the only hopeful endpoint because uh, the way that they're t- there's no logical barrier between what they're talking about and essentially slavery. Like if the, if you if you gave these people if they had full controls of those levels uh, levers of power, they would love to enslave every single person who's disobedient to them. They absolutely yep. would. They have no moral principle against it. They have no absolutely no philosophical principle against it. Do as I say or suffer. That's their worldview. Right. And that, that is fundamentally a, a worldview of enslavement. Do as I say, I own you. I own your labor. I own your life. Do as I say or suffer. Yep. 
That's what they want. God, this is the world that we're embarking on. Yes, Have I embarked know. on. I know. It's we're already there, aren't we? All right. Well, well thank you for the thoughts, man. And um, and and uh, appreciate that uh, you're thinking hard about the principles at stake here because they're important. Yes. Y'all have a good evening. You as well. Yeah. All right. Ugh, last. So depressed. Last words. Well, you know, if anything, it's like we we're talking about earlier. We have to maintain. We we have to do. Uh, we we have to build the best world locally for our kids. You know. I know, but it's also you know the there's no stopping government federal government encroachment and like i just look at my my kid and she has no idea what's going on and she's gonna find out eventually and but there's I just, a blessing it breaks that. my heart there's a no, blessing i, I don't that, want her to yeah. know i don't i don't i want her to live in a bubble you know but it's just but, but you too get, me. get those moments of innocence and enjoyment you know Th- those are a gift in today's world <sighs> that's true so you'll know my sorrow soon enough man <laughs> Well, I, I, I hope so. But if, if I feel any, I, I know that my son and, um, and hopefully children after that, um, their very existence is not going to allow a feeling of purposelessness Oh right. to ever enter my life. So that is the gift that they give to me and the best life that I can give them, uh, here at home and as close to home as possible is the gift that I have to build for them. And, that's purpose that you can't escape, whether you like it or not. It's best <laughs> to enjoy true. it. And it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. All right. Corden is up next. Corden, you there? Or last call goes to Corden, I guess. I, I, you know, I, I promised myself I wouldn't ask you how it's going because I'm sure you get that question all the time. So I'm just going to lay it out real quick. Uh, okay. I know you guys want to go to bed. Uh, a couple weeks ago, you had a call by a guy named Kobe's pilot who presented the, the <laughs> question. Um, With the what pro- question? The tomboy question, sorry. Oh, yeah, okay. I provide the anti-tomboy rebuttal. Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. Uh, Tomboys, the difference between a tomboy and a a regular standard woman is tomboy has more masculine features. Mm -hmm. You are attracted to those masculine features. You're gay, period. I don't know. Being a tomboy is a pretty natural phase for girls. I'm not saying for girls it's gay. They can go through whatever phase they want, but the men who are unreasonably attracted to specifically tomboys that see girls with short hair, masculine features, extra muscular, all that stuff. And they go out of their way to, to worship these tomboys. I mean, the boy is even in the name, but I, I digress. The men who are attracted to, to, to tomboys are at least to some degree gay. Mm. The mm. question is, do they take dicks in their butt? I, I mean, I, that, that's a question you'll have to ask Kobe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if no, not gay. I gotta say, probably. I, so, 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 what if what if a man is attracted to another man, but she never follows through with it? Is that not gay? Well, I mean, that is the appropriate lifestyle for all homosexuals. They should just oh, stuff I agree. that absolutely. down as deep as they possibly can and be celibate. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I, I think they're, the, the, like I said, the difference between a standard woman, a feminine woman, and a masculine woman, a tomboy, is the masculinity. They are attracted to specifically the masculinity. But when I think of tomboy, I'm, I don't think about a grown woman. I think about a phase that like a, a boyish teenage girl is is going through because she's uncomfortable with her body or because she likes to skateboard or something like that. Like, I don't think of like a tomboy, like when I think of an adult woman dressed as a tomboy, I just think dyke. 
I don't know if I want to get into the realm of talking about attraction to teenage girls. I'm but that's what a tomboy with... is. A tomboy <laughs> no, has a connotation no. of a of a teenage girl or a young girl. I, I I'll disagree there. I, I agree to disagree. I think that's just a difference of definition. Uh, but the tomboy I'm referring to is an adult female with masculine features. No, it's a girl. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> okay. can can you be attracted? Can you be attracted to women and gay? I mean, this just seems like a a contradiction to me. Even if it, even if you have weird attractions, you're saying it's a person who's not attracted to men but is attracted to women of oh. more masculine traits. I don't know if he's attracted to men or not, or this okay. this group that I oppose. Um, <laughs> I, I I would argue that for the most part they're straight, but their attraction to the masculine qualities gives them some degree of homosexuality in them somewhere hmm. i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I i'm just i'm just gonna go biological on this one i'm just gonna say if it, you know if it's, uh, it's a woman it's, over. it's a man and a woman i'm just gonna call that straight <laughs> i'm just call me boring right. i guess in this I mean, society well, i'm not really looking yeah. to pick pick well, bones with people i guess that's fair yeah like, yeah. I can't get. I can't remember what Kobe <laughs> said. I can't remember I don't remember the exact conversation. I so have it, no recollection of this. I don't I, know I actually about. missed the call myself. And, and <laughs> I, I, he's just I'm on Discord all the time and we talk and we we go back and forth and everything. Well maybe and, he and, yeah, and he, maybe he called and said something totally different because I don't remember his side I of it. I don't this. remember this, yeah. yeah. No, he's definitely pro TQ. Def, definitely pro TQ. So he's, he's a, is he an example server. of a guy who's like, okay, I'm an adult man and I'm attracted to generally more masculine adult women that's what he's saying yes yeah he's, and i only clarify because of the server. prior comments about you know are they underage or something he's got his own server with the channel called tomboy appreciation and they just spam tomboy memes all day no hmm. one on earth has ever referred to a mannish adult woman as a tomboy that is a quality for an uh, for a girl a teenage girl or i younger. agree i think like yeah i think teen girl when i think tomboy yeah. yeah, I think they would disagree with your definition, as do I, but to each their own. Fight uh, me. Fight me. <laughs> any day. Any day. All right. Yeah, you, and I want to get win. my wife meeting you one day. It'll be great. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank get you, out of here. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you guys for your calls tonight. Appreciate it. And uh, if you have, if you uh, did not make it in tonight, appreciate your patience. And of course, if you're trying to get in and you're having trouble, or if you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you can send us an email. The one and only place to do that is through the contact page of my website, mattchristiansandmedia.com slash contact. There's a call-in show question form over on that page, and we'll respond to your email questions each and every uh, week, as we will right now. Lloyd says, um, I've seen blonde kind of cringe at the thought of dominant and submissive couples. And earlier today, I found myself wondering, well, I'll, I'll, let me finish. Um, and earlier today I found myself wondering something, what level of disgust, if any, do you both have for someone in a consensual dominant submissive dynamic, um, relative to the disgust you have for the leftist authoritarians that are slaves to the establishment, woke, cancel culture, self-censoring, double mask, Vax or else, um, et cetera. I'm asking for a friend. Um, I, I don't even know where to start with this. Okay. So my thing about this, this Dom submissive thing is every commentary I've made on it has only been within like a, a BDSM sexual relationship there. Uh, there obviously is an element of traditional relationships where the woman is submissive and the man is dominant. That's the marriage that I'm in. Um, but as far as this, like, 
taking it really far to a to a sexual level like this isn't supported biblically like you don't want to beat your wife during sex or whatever am i am i wrong here i would just and, and need some, I, yeah i would need some definitions i'm not clear on whether we're talking about like a sexual practice or whether we're just talking about general male leadership versus female submission yeah, but the bdsm community is straight degenerate i just don't i just don't know enough to condemn um it's it doesn't strike me on a surface level as something i'd be interested in but uh i i wouldn't say that i like what level of disgust i just don't know enough about the topic to really tell you if i have strong opinions about it Hmm. unfortunately this is from maria i have a very woke sister who has completely different values and ideas about life politics and the world i read that as the n-word for a second (laughs) Uh, needless to say the past two years have been tough with a lot of fights and she tends to throw in insults name calling and so forth well she sounds like a bitch if she was a friend it would have been already over but she's my sister and i have kept the relationship because of my parents is that really a good enough reason to keep a toxic relationship with a sibling i don't want to get all Stefan Molyneux here and like tell people to defu because you know, my family and I have been through some stuff, but we've always stuck together. And I think it's really important for families to stick together. But, um, you know, you can only decide when you've sacrificed enough and when it's affecting you too much for your own well being. It is. Yeah. I, I agree that it is extremely important and I agree, uh, family integrity that is, and I agree that you should be much more long leashed in your philosophy about your family, whereas you might be cutthroat with uh, your dumb friend who just treats you like crap. Yeah. And um, and that's because family integrity is very important. That's how it's not only how you stay safe and secure in your life um, and have to have something to fall back on. But if everybody does that, we build much more secure, stable societies, too. So it, it is of crucial importance. Um can it be broken? Yeah. If my family member is a criminal, if my family member is an abuser, I I like to think that simple viewpoint disagreement is not enough to break those bonds. But, you know, I understand that sometimes uh, sometimes just simple disagreement uh, becomes an obstacle too large. If I was in that situation and she really is insufferable, like every every conversation turns to insults, I would probably make that known to her and say, listen, I'm I'm trying to maintain the peace here. You really just insult me all the time and I, that's not helpful or productive, but you are my sister. I I don't feel like our conversations are helpful. So, you know, I'm I might be less communicative on that basis, yeah. but you are my sister. I love you. And if things get tough, I want you to know that you can come to me and and I will go to you if things get tough as well. Like that's probably how I would handle it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the real question is why isn't a man getting her under control? Well, one might infer, but I don't know what the situation is. Yeah. Maybe you should like get a whole thing going where you throw a based man her way. Mm. That'd be, that'd be deep trickery. Maybe. I mean, I, we shouldn't, I guess we shouldn't assume that there's no man involved, but it's, yeah, maybe uh, it he's does just sound a huge bitch or something. Yeah. I, I hope you find a way to, um, Oh, this is, um, I thought this was brother, sister. Maria is the questioner and it's her sister. Yeah. So it's two sisters. I was thinking it was brother, sister, but two sisters. No, two okay. sisters. Um, yeah, I, I hope that you can at least resolve the big picture stuff, if not the political disagreements. And if she won't meet yeah. you on that, well, then, then you really, I mean, there's nothing to salvage that. You can't have a one way, 
you can't have a, a relationship where the foundation of it is only a one-way agreement. That's, that's impossible yeah. to maintain. And then get in a bitch slap fight. That might solve some <laughs> things. Uh, Tom says, uh, hi, Matt, about uh, your leanings toward ob- uh, objective morals and divinity. If morals are objective, then why do they drastically change over time? I would, I would say they don't. And yeah. that's, that's why they're objective. And I know we can get, uh, but certainly there's a lot of around the edge type stuff that we can talk about. Like what, I don't know, what are the morals of, uh, I, I suppose maybe we want to debate the, the classic moral question of, is it, is it moral to steal a loaf of bread for your family or some, your starving family, those sorts of questions where maybe you have some gray area stuff. But what I'm talking about is there is a fundamental objective moral, uh, morality that is the basis on which we build say right. it's wrong to kill a person in cold blood. Mm-hmm. Um, is that only wrong? I, I would respond and I know you can't answer this. It's a rhetorical question, but um, I would respond by asking at what point in time has that changed? Wow. Yeah. It really hasn't. And why? Like, is there something that's inherent in us as people that knows that that's wrong? And this is conscience that speaks to you or across societies that's viewed as wrong. Why? Where did that come from? Um, and I, and again, I, you, there's stuff around the edges that, that can change, but I view morality more as an objective truth about the world that we continue to discover, just like we discover the way the world works in terms of nature, um, or in terms of the physical laws of the universe. There are moral laws of the universe that I think we discover and understand more over time. And if we instead believe that human beings are the basis of morality and that our decision making whether it's the king or whether it's 51 percent of people in a democracy that we simply define what morality is by our whim Mm -hmm. i think that's a very one it's a very dangerous uh society because morality can swing in that scenario we can just decide this is moral behavior now nobody cares if we kill each other because we've decided that's moral or if we turn Um, our kids into trannies but two i think it ignores yeah two i think it ignores That whatever that gut level feeling is that we all generally have, that there are certain things that are just objectively right and wrong that we can't Mm -hmm. escape. You do something bad. You feel it. Yep. Why? Why do you feel that? Mm -hmm. What is that feeling? What is its origin? Those are the questions that I'm getting at. So, you know, again, to your point, are there ticky tack things around the edges that we debate? Yes. Does that mean there's no such thing as a core objective morality behind all of it? I think there is. I don't think it changes over time. That's why it's objective. The small issues do. That's yeah. Um, Sistine Chapel 69. Uh, hey, Mountain Blonde, would you consider the constitutional legally binding documents, the citizens of the United States, since the people who signed it are long dead, should we even be bound by said document anymore? Should we each get an individual citizen's approval to be bounded by the constitution? A great essay on this is No Treason by Lysander Spooner, which influenced my question. Have a great night. Uh, enjoy all the sleep you can before your sun comes. That is an excellent question. And, you know, um, I don't I no longer believe that the Constitution is a legally binding document, because if you actually believe in democratic values, which I don't, but if, if you actually do, uh, then you would have a problem with people current current citizens of the United States not opting into this document as as the ruling document. Um, that being said, before, if you would have talked to me six months ago about this, before I started listening to Legal Man, um, I would have said that I do think it's a legally binding document, but it doesn't really matter in a country where laws aren't enforced equally. So short answer is no, I guess. 
Well, this is interesting. I, um, I, th- I think the way that we're framing this is sort of a fundamental reversal of its in- intent, too. I mean, we're legally mm-hmm. binding against whom? The Constitution fundamentally is not a document that regulates you, although it does set up structures by which you can be regulated. Just it's supposed to regulate the government. It is supposed yeah. to restrict the government. So I, I, I just want to clarify that point because I, the, constitu- the, the text of the Constitution is not necessarily putting all sorts of requirements or restrictions on you. The, the other problem is if every single person has to consent to the legal structure that governs their lives that while I agree that consent is a, is a very high value and it's something that I think we've long forgotten and need to be more focused upon and preserve more that is basically untenable like in its purest mm-hmm. form you I mean how you, do you turn 18 and you sign a consent form and then if not enough people consent is it thrown out or right I guess right. as long as there is a a a a way to adjust it, a way to change it. And there is, um, and in this, and in its proper application, you're supposed to have maximum control over what governs you in, in your closest proximity, your locality, your state, all of those things. Um, I, I guess I'd have to think about this question a little bit more. It's a difficult one. Um, I, I, I just don't think that that system is practically possible, even if there's a lot of philosophical merit to having the purest form of consent possible. I I, I don't understand how that would even work if we could mm. achieve it. In the same way, how like it's per, in a perfect world, you consent to every single policy that governs you, every single that's one you true. consent to. But it's that's true. but we live in a world of people interacting, and that's not really possible to do. So what you do is you decentralize the power, and you at least give yourself the option to leave and go elsewhere. Right. Right. But I think the heart of his question is, does it hold any moral authority over you if you never consented to it in the first place? I suppose not. But I do believe that people need to follow laws um, for a society to function. And back to the prior question about objective morality. um, Just because I don't consent to the concept doesn't mean that I should be free to kill a person, for example. Right. If I kill a person in cold blood... That's objectively wrong, and I think that it's morally justified for someone to intervene and bring me to justice, um, even though I don't consent to it, because I've violated an objective moral truth about this world. And this would be less of an issue if we did not live in such a bleakly secular society. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's part of it, too. Could we have a much simpler legal structure if people were um, governed by some sort of internal moral structure. Yeah, that'd be great. Right. We shouldn't live in a society where people have to outsource their sense of morality. That, that's yeah. where, that's the big problem that we have. It's like, yeah. if, you, if you can't look inward and see what's right and wrong, then, uh, and, and I don't want to live in the kind of law abiding society that we have right now. I mean, uh, you know, that there's that, that book that says that the average law abiding citizen commits three felonies a week. On Is that true? I could believe it, I guess. Um, you know, it's just it's so bureaucratic and convoluted and nobody can and realistically follow all all of the laws. It needs mm. to be much more simple. But I suppose we've answered this question. Um, Long Dong John says, the- and thanks for the, the thoughtful question, Sistine uh, Chapel. Appreciate it. Um, Long Dong John says, theoretical scenario, you are the president and you have listeners uh, to your show forming super majorities in both houses. 
what are the first three things you do and why question is for both of you. Uh, how much dismantling of the federal government can I do? What counts as three yeah. things? Can I eliminate basically every alphabet agency? Is that one thing or three? Let's call that one thing. Okay. I, I mean, I would I, also do that. I'm talking yeah. drastically reduce the size and, and scope of the federal government down to essentially um, national defense and, and settling disputes between the states. It's constitutional purpose. So I'd have some water maintenance stuff in there. All right, fine. Blonde can run the Department of Water. And, yeah. Because uh, Idaho really can't be, be trusted. really should be testing for hormones in the water, okay? Idaho can't be trusted on that one. So federal takeover of the water, but that's it. We'll Ugh. get the constitutional amendment on it. Yeah, really. Um, um, seriously, though, uh, that that I would I would scale back the federal government to its constitutional scope. So um, that would be number one. Number two would be constitutional amendments that say, like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they'd be just doubling down. Like, no, serious. The, the newest amendment would be refer to Amendment 10. Unless yeah. the federal government is explicitly delegated a power, it doesn't do that shit. Yeah. Like yeah. double double down on that. The, I think that would be very important. Um, I don't know that I would have argued this in the past, but I'm, I think I'm coming around more to it. Uh, term limits. <laughs> I just, I, I think we need term limits. Yeah. Oof. I used to be more on the that, side of like yeah. states should give states should have their own say in their representation. Um, and I, I still am kind of sympathetic to that argument, but one way or well, or here, there are two ways to, to get the swampy people out of DC, uh, the career politicians, which was never the design of the system. You're supposed to run a farm and volunteer for a few years to be a representative for your state and then go back to the farm. You could eliminate the incentive. Maybe we just don't have pay for being a member of Congress. Maybe you just, it's a volunteer position or you force them out with term limits. Definitely term limits. Uh, there would have to be some immigration reform. Uh, I mean, I, I would fire 95% of federal employees. Yeah. I don't know you, what you, concoction uh, firing I would do, but there would be some rerouting of federal employees to some like massive immigrant removal system that may involve <laughs> we're going to put them to work and... first then they get catapulted to yeah, yeah yeah totally i'll make all the federal employees turn in one illegal immigrant and then everybody gets catapulted with their illegal immigrant friend um and then there would have to be some some income and property tax restructuring oh that's another good one eliminate federal income tax would be a great option as well I'm, and uh, well, could you even uh, do these things if you had super majorities of both houses? Uh, constitutional amendment. Uh, you could. Yeah, you can do all of these things. You can you could amend the Constitution. Wow. With, with super majorities in both houses. But you could do sweeping immigration reform and like. Or is it higher? It might be 75. Let me double check. Um, and forcibly remove people that may be citizens. Could you do that? You, might, you might need some amendments on that one. I'm surprised you're not talking about the 19th. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah that'd be up there. Um, it is super majorities uh, in both houses okay. to do a constitutional amendment. Um, so we could do all of that. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, before I get lost in the details here, we're really talking about what we would do rather than the process of how it would be done. So. Okay. Right. McMonahan 
let's see, yeah. Um, does the world's population need an upper limit? How bad would overpopulation need to be for deliberate depopulation to become an ethical choice? Um, no. I mean, I drove across the United States like six months ago. It is a vast wasteland with basically nothing in it. And so many countries are like this. You know, if we lived like they do in Tokyo, which would be terrible, every man, woman, and child could fit in Texas on earth. Every man, woman, and child on earth. This whole thing of like, the world is so overpopulated. I understand that not all of those climates are inhabitable and farmable and everything like that, but we live in a giant country with not very many people. The world is not overpopulated. Um, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine what the world population would have to be before it became a legitimate problem, like 500 billion or something. Just to clarify in the last question, there's ratification <laughs> necessary by three-fourths of the states, right? So the proposal can come from a supermajority, but it still needs but state But it has to be ratified by the state, yeah. Just okay. to clarify. But so we definitely- I, I didn't want to leave that hanging. That, yeah. um, but as far as uh, back to this the, this, the question at hand, how bad would population have to be before depopulation is considered ethical? Um, it would have to be people on top of you, like causing your death which I think is such a far out idea. Like if you're drowning in people, uh, otherwise, like, I don't know. I mean, the concept of deciding, and and even if you were in that situation, you're drowning in people, I guess that's a quasi defensive scenario if they're encroaching on your property, but otherwise you're just simply deciding what lives are worth living and what lives aren't. That's very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're, if your moral basis, and and at least for me, and I think back to the recurring objective morality theme, uh, human life has value, and that has to be basically the foundational building block of any moral structure. Yeah. Um, and if you assume that human life has value, just because you're inconvenienced by it or there are too many of those valuable human lives around you, it is not an excuse to start killing people unless they are literally snuffing out your life. And I can't see a situation in which this would even be a problem because nature has a way of of balancing the population like we can interfere to a certain degree but disease evolution we're not ever going to be able to stop that yeah natural Especially deaths probably would occur in such a circumstance right i mean when people are living in overcrowded situation disease becomes rampant so does starvation like we can put people on life support and manufacture gmo food and all this other shit yellow rice blah blah but we're never going to be able to sustain a population beyond the capability of mother earth hmm. Thank you for the thoughts, Wing Monahan. Um, Incompetent Hand says, "Love the movie segments, Matt. I feel like movies. Uh, I feel like movies are a show that's had its finale, and people like you are are t- uh, tuning in to see what they missed. I know that you're still down for the theater experience, but with the regurgitation of corporate movies, I'm out. Um, is your curiosity to revisit some movies from back in the day a remembrance of a better world that?" Uh, the left is now erasing without the nostalgia of these movies. Uh, what do you look back on and remember of a saner time? Be honest. I know fans like me welcomed it, but, uh, but have politics reached such a dichotomy that you feel culture is needed to break up the content? Well, that's more, the first part is more of a you question as far as why you've chosen, you've clearly chosen movies of a, of kind of a, an era of the late seventies into the early nineties, like generally the eighties timeframe. Okay. Well, I think I've done that subconsciously because that was a time when there was uh, anticipatory excitement, positive anticipatory excitement about technological innovation. And so it created this 
era of of uh, fear, but also like the Terminator style fear, but also um, hopefulness. So it was this combination of of you know uh, being being thoughtful about the threats that technology were going to introduce, was going to introduce, but also uh, how it could help humanity and further humanity. And so I really love that era. It was such an innovative era. And now that we're seeing how technology is um, going to destroy our lives, uh, that kind of creative energy is gone in filmmaking. And then we're just catering to Chinese markets. Hmm. So I, I really like that. And then I liked the, the campy um, special effects and everything like that. I like that because it really involved a lot of grunt work. And so it involved a lot of uh, artistic creativity. So I think that that's the reason I'm kind of pulling from this one <laughs> era two eras yeah and I, I don't know if it's specific to the era or not but i one reason i enjoy doing the segment beyond becoming cultured in my knowledge of movie references is to have something to talk about that is more or less apolitical yeah we might like mm. there might be a political theme that i pick up on or a political application to current times that does happen but generally we're talking about Something that's much more subjective and just something that anybody can sit back and watch. And we don't have yeah. to agree or disagree on the political uh, angles of the news stories of the day. And the other reason I like doing it, and this doesn't necessarily require movies of any particular era, but I really like uh, that that it inspires disagreement uh, with the audience um, among each other and with me and between you and me and I think that's really fun. Uh, I, I think that our audience is a fairly broad perspective. I mean, obviously, there's not a lot of like true leftists listening to this show, but I think there are a lot of like on a spectrum between, you know, Uncle A's summer camp attendees and the <laughs> and the like, uh, I don't know, like anarcho capitalist purist. There are a lot of people somewhere in between those things. I think and so. Too, yeah. so it's not as though we agree on everything, but it's fun to have something that we can kind of get a little more. We can like really strongly disagree with each other, but have a little more fun about it. It's not a black pilled way to disagree. Yeah. Which yeah. I've enjoyed. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't, it doesn't cause interpersonal problems. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, kitchen sink hypothetical. You win half a million on a scratch off, but you have to spend it on preps for a societal collapse. Ooh, <gasps> I love it. Um, hmm. Guns, ammo, medical, precious metals, food, land, etc. What are you blowing your five hundred thousand on? Now I know this is unpopular, but I don't think I would spend very much money on precious metals because in a post-collapse society, we're not going to be bartering in gold. Because what the fuck are you going to do with gold? There's no industrial purposes. You might use silver for some stuff to make to forge some stuff, but I, I wouldn't invest that heavily in precious metals. Um, I would get tons of freeze-dried food um i'm good on land i don't i don't even think i would buy any more land um i would get lots of books hmm. lots of books about how to do things uh tons you know, of medical equipment yeah a good tip somebody gave me uh, related to prepping not necessarily related to this question but someone uh sent me a link you can download a local copy of wikipedia and i know Seriously? it has its own bias issues but it's only like an 85 gig file you can have huh. Wikipedia offline. That's pretty useful. That is really useful. It's Interesting. Not, that, not even that big of a file size. I don't know if it's everything, but it's a lot. And then turn that into a hard copy. Yeah. Um, that's a good idea. It would be like having encyclopedic knowledge. I haven't done it yet, but I kind of meant to. Like, just get a thumb drive and have that. 
Uh, tons of guns and ammo. Um, I'd also get lots of cigarettes, vodka, toilet paper. What what medical stuff would we get? If it was me and I'm in my current situation, um, land, food, and medical would be my immediate reactions. Because and it's not even supplies as much as it is skills. Like yeah. if if I don't have the land currently to survive for a long time or produce a lot. So if I could buy those resources, but also like hire people who know how to do it or can show me how to do it, that would be useful too. Um, and, yeah. and even like medical skills. That's one thing I've talked about for like a year. And I've been me, I keep saying like, I'm going to learn those skills. I'm going to do that. And you know, one thing gets in the way and you don't do it. But um, yeah, like I, I feel like, you know, I have some resources to work with and I feel like I can protect them decently. But as far as skill sets to survive when things get bad and I don't have my own food or I have to treat an injury, that's what I'm really worried about. So I would invest in those three. Um, I know this is cheap, but Amazon has a, uh, a suture practice kit hmm. and it has uh, like a latex. Um, it looks like latex skin with a bunch of different wound patterns. And then you practice Hmm. suturing it that's just basic um yeah like basic uh wound dressing type stuff i need to know and just basic uh like how to treat someone who's having even like a non-trauma medical episode if this yeah. person is having seizures or this person is a diabetic or this person's this this or that you know it's uh how to handle that on a basic level is not a high not something i have a lot of knowledge about mm-hmm. his glorious radiance um says would would ask of you, Master Christensen, thank you. How do you define goodness and evil? Well, I suppose this is another is another morality question. Um, this, do you think that morality and good and evil are the same thing or different things? I'm sort of struggling with that. We like, talked about this a few weeks ago. Um, morality and what and goodness? Like is in, in the context of philosophy, like morality and philosophy – is is what is moral and what is good? Are those the same things or are those different things? Those are different of, things. My reaction to this is how do I define goodness and evil? I basically treat them as interchangeable with moral and immoral. That's fine. Yeah. But I would but, say that sometimes you can do something moral that a lot of people wouldn't qualify as good per hmm. se. Like you have to choose between two bad things. Okay. So it's not good. Yeah. Okay. Like it's moral, but it's a bad thing. Yeah. I suppose. And how do I define morality? Well, I define morality as things that are um, in accordance with and with respect to human purpose. That's really how yeah. I define okay. it. Okay. I'm fine with um, that. Yeah. But to your point, like, can you have things that are in accordance with and with respect to human purpose that are bad? Mm. Maybe there are some things here and there, weird situations, but in general, Things that that promote human purpose, which is survival, prosperity, growth, uh, reproduction, all of those things. I view those as good and things that are counter to that, things that operate without respect to that, things that defy that, things that destroy that as evil. As a general rule of thumb. Yeah, I suppose there's some stuff around the edges. I don't know. Maybe there's a difference. If, If moral and good... And evil and immoral are actually different things, and I'm just conflating them. Uh, let me know, because I haven't thought a lot about this. Hmm. I, 
can't answer that. Saying in my world, I'd make a Matt and I once made love joke, but I'm just too tired. <laughs> Expecting great things from your show this evening. A question to you both. What do you plan to be doing career-wise in 10 years, 20 years? Beyond that is a bit iffy for all of us. Honestly, this um, YouTube thing has so long outlasted what I expected from hmm. it. Uh, I don't really have another plan because I'm a married mother. Um, but I am trying to acquire as many skills for the collapse as I possibly can. I, I love doing what I do and I want to do it as long as I possibly can. And the reality is that being outspoken on the internet, it doesn't make me unemployable. We used to joke about that. Like we're unemployable out there. We're not unemployable, but our market is limited by our choice to do this. So that's, I am unemployable. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the other thing that I've learned in my life is that I wouldn't say that it's useless to plan 20, 10 to 20 years down the road. You want to have a trajectory going in your life. It's useless. But I guarantee there are going to be grenades in your life (laughs) within that time frame that are going to blow up whatever you thought was going to happen. So it is good to pursue, um, to keep yourself on a general trajectory of prosperity. But if you think that, like, I know what I'm going to be doing in 20 years, dude, you might die tomorrow. Yeah, for real. You have no idea. Like, I hope God blesses me with more children. And outside of that, I uh, don't have a plan. Yeah, and I I don't think that you have to, provided that your life is on a trajectory of prosperity and health. And all of those good things for you and your family. But that might not even matter either. You might get hit by a car. Yeah. But I just think that that every day we we have an obligation to steer our our lives in that direction. To the best of our ability. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I think like, oh, I have some plan of what I'm going to do in 20 years. I don't. I love what I do now. I think that I think that it's worthwhile. And I'm really proud of of what um, of what we've built and what I, I mean that with you, but I mean that with the audience too. Like we're all part of this community that I think is a productive and helpful thing. And I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't like it. So yeah, me too. And, and of course it, it allows me to live a life that I want to live um, in terms of just, you know, side side stuff that I like doing as hobbies and the way I want to live my life. So um, it's not glamorous, but I really feel like I've won the lottery in my own little miniature niche way in this corner of the internet i absolutely Mm. love it i don't want to do anything else and if you can say that you've kind of won your own little personal lottery yeah so i'm very happy with what i have and i'm very thankful and appreciate you guys for making it possible and so hopefully 20 years from now still sitting in the same stupid chair maybe in a different house let's talk about the inherent nature of morality everyone's like shut up you guys (laughs) doing this for 25 years yeah uh, it, we still won't answer it then either. Yeah. I just uh, need to think about it more. Okay. Uh, we're all set on the uh, email questions. Thank you guys. Again, if you'd like to send an email question, uh, it's on the contact page of the website, mattchristiansofmedia.com slash contact. It's the call-in show question form. Appreciate it. Um, just a couple on Trovo and DLive here. Wild Saffron. Thanks for supporting the show. Water Filter Merchant says, Lulberts can, Lulbertarians, uh, can be based uh, if you read Hop, he says some base things. Physical removal of subversive elements, Pinochet. He speaks of people who don't understand private property or refuse to respect it uh, as less than human and need removal. All government tends toward tyranny long term, but no government is utopia. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts. Uh, issue. Thanks for supporting the show as well. 
uh, over on DLive, Deus Ex Machina Prime. Thanks for supporting the show. And I'm all set except for Tippy Stream. Okay, cool. Uh, Pie Wacket says, started not getting job based on the concern of long-term effects. Now I'm at the point where they will have to friggin' arrest me and tie me down. Old lady tired of this crap. I hear ya. Mm. Good for you. Reality Lobster Blonde, you're looking Nordic fabulous this evening. I've noticed a lot more average people start talking about impending separation. At what point do you think it will be enough for things to go kinetic? What if Biden just drops over? Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, I've consistently underestimated the docility of the populace. So who fucking yeah. knows? I, I, I don't know what's going to. I hope it's the vaccine, but but who knows? I definitely agree with you that people have been pushed farther than I thought they would be. Like I said, last summer I was sitting here in July thinking, okay, nobody's putting on a mask, stupid governor. Yeah. And they did. But I wonder if... Now they're doing it again. I wonder if it's true that maybe they could be pushed to a certain point and then it gets really bad. Like, is is the resistance gradual or is the resistance explosive? We're probably going to find that out based on the trajectory. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, do you think that as they as they encroach more and more, Bill de Blasio keeps doing this stuff in New York, they maybe do it in L.A. Is the resistance the passive thing of um, people moving out of New York and L.A. as they've already been doing? Or is the resistance finally um, bringing back some old traditions that make politicians more considerate of of Things they shouldn't encroach upon. How about that phrasing, yeah. Susan? Mm, mm, mm. And what I mean is like explosive action that teaches lessons um, defensively. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We might find out. I mean, they they appear intent on giving us uh, a demonstration. So. Um. Let's see. Uh, Pie Wackett says jab, not job. <laughs> See ah. an arsenal. Let me know if you ever want a point contact for IV quadruple eights. I don't know. Oh, uh, IV eighty eight eighty eight. They're uh, Iraq veteran eighty eight eighty eight. Um. Yeah. It's um, Eric and Chad, and and they have some others on the channel as well. I just, you know, I've never spoken with them. I just like the kind of vibe of like. You know, two southern guys from Georgia talking about guns. I just, I yeah. just like that. They'll get into politics, and um, Eric does a, a podcast with another guy too, um, the Life, Liberty, and and the Pursuit podcast, and they'll get a little more political on that too. But I just like, I don't know, classic Americana of people with southern drawls talking about guns. I find it, rea- <laughs> I find it relaxing. I just like it's it. It's your ASMR. Yeah. Um. Lazarus Rex, did you guys see the show's biggest fan, Rose McGowan, on Tucker Carlson a few weeks back talking about the Britney Spears conservatorship debacle? Rose McGowan um, has a lot of positive qualities. She, yes, she does. She she kind of gets it. Um, and I think she really gets it on the Democratic Party, but I don't think she gets it on some of the tenets of leftism fully yet. But, and she's retarded on gender issues, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, didn't, I didn't see that interview. But she she gets it more... Than she used to, and she gets it more than most. Yeah. To the point that, like you said, we almost feel bad for having hoaxed endorsement of the show from her. I don't know. I kind of get the vibe that she'd like me. Maybe. I don't know. Dream guest someday. Maybe if we ever get Rose on the show, then we'll know we've made it. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Uh, Joshy boy, I actually agree with Blonde. What does that mean? Hmm. Some people are just too stupid to make rational decisions on their own. Not everyone is forced by the government. Here, here. Hmm. 
You're a fascist um, for real, though, and it's a good thing. IWD. The Sophie Long case involves the entirety of a small county government in Texas, more or less dogpiling a father who's just trying to protect his daughter, hmm. who was claiming her mother and boyfriend are raping her. It's a doozy. I can't read this anymore. It's, I'm so black wow. I can't. Uh, Eric Marley, curious for both of your thoughts on the hypothesis that most gay men were sexually assaulted by another man as a child, shaping their sexuality. Not every gay man, but a disproportionate number of gay men were sexually abused as children and uh, lesbians also. There, Yeah, there are – when we talked about this last, I requested some information. It looks like there were a fair amount of studies done around um, uh, around 2000 or so, like late 90s into the early 2000s. And it looks like a, a fair degree of decent evidence that there is a disproportionate amount of abuse in the abuse that is self-claimed by self-identified gay and lesbian people. Yeah. And then that research became banned, forbidden, contrary to the powers that be, and you don't really hear about it anymore. But the stuff that people sent me, I mean, it sounds pretty legit. It It's, it's self it's kind of a self-provided testimony. Like, yeah, this happened to me when I was a kid. Right. But would all these people just lie or like, are they all crazy and they made it up? No. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there's some truth to it. Uh, I suppose there's no way to verify it, but you know, we're using totally faulty studies to actually give children hormone therapy. So I think we can trust the account, whatever happened to believe all women, you know, believe, believe all gay men. How about that? <laughs> um, knuckle hunky buck. The solution isn't to decide who pulls the levers. The solution is to set up a sniper's nest with a clean shot at the levers to just wait until mm. we see someone start pulling and always keep it manned. I like that answer that, but the only counter I would have is, is your rifle itself a lever? Yeah. Kinda. Ugh. Fine. <laughs> But I like the I like the thinking. I like the answer. We need to rise to the top no matter what it takes. Well, by as, any means but necessary. See, but, no, but see, that's the problem is by any means necessary is the philosophy of every single one of history's greatest abusers. I'm the good guy. Just let me do it. If you don't respect the rights of others, you will become the bad guy inevitably. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I'm trying to watch out for, man. And I know that. But that... while you're on top, it's a good life. <laughs> okay, so we. Will... I will be queen of the ashes. <laughs> we will morally climb to the top to become king of the hill. But once we're there, since we got there rightfully and morally, we will maintain it. Maintain at all costs. Yeah, and then boots and faces. <laughs> I'll just spend all day stepping on people's faces yeah. in my boots. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Eric Staples, love the show. It helps me get through the boring day at work. Podcast, gang, gang. Well, thank you. Thanks. And good luck Bridge, at work. Bridge Burner. Have you guys ever thought about the fact there are no record of pr a primitive tribe of white people? Yet there are not only records of, but are actual primitive tribes or other races now, even around now. Around mm. even now. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. I guess there were some, weren't there some more nomadic European cultures way back when? German cultures, yeah. Yeah. Like what? what's the definition of, of tribal, I suppose? Uh, or primitive tribes? Like the, uh, There were primitive tribes of Germans that are pretty well documented in the Roman era. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just have to know more about the definitions there. Um, Ivan Cruisenspeed, no note. Thank you, sir. 
uh, the mad chemist. Readiness is everything in military. Overseas leadership locked us down at our work sites without showers or the ability to get cleaning supplies unless we got the vaccines. Oh, oh my God. Illusion of choice. <sighs> the, we're building uh, so the, the, world's, the world's best fighting force through strategies like this, I'm sure. Yeah. Port you, film co-op. Nice hair today and the blonde looks okay too. Yeah, your beard has – it's. It's at a level where I'm no longer uncomfortable looking at your face. <laughs> it, it only took a week to grow back or a little more. Um, you know, you're right about that. Um, that consistency thing. The Yeah, exactly. Like uh, the side of you with a beard that's half a centimeter shorter than it normally is, <laughs> is jarring. You should try clean. You should try clean shaven. I haven't even seen myself clean shaven in like <laughs> a year and a half. If longer than that, I honestly don't know. You don't even know. I mean, you look yeah. way younger when you shave your beard off. Mm. Is that good or um, bad? Should what I? What the hell is going on in the live chat? Uh, have we been raided again? Yeah, it looks like it. Oh. Yeah. Well, we're we're near the end, so I suppose there's nothing to fight off for now. Yikes! Thunderstorm. Just a tip. Heil means good health. On a side note, my favorite sci-fi movie is 2011: Darkest Hour. Check it out. Bye. I mean, now I'm going to watch Sleep Camp, even though the male murderer is actually a female at the end, probably. We don't know. Sleep Away Camp. What did I call it? Sleep Camp. Sleep Away oh, Camp. Eric Marley, curious for both your thoughts on carefully decriminalizing all drugs like meth would theoretically crush black markets and stabilize uh, Southern and Central America, ending immigration crisis and the Dem Party. Would it, though? Would it? Uh, in general, I am not a big fan of the drug war, not because I think that there's nothing wrong with drugs or consumption or drug dealing or any of that, but I just don't think the most effective way to fight it is through the government's hands, specifically the federal government. Um, I think that fundamentally drug use is another problem of people victimizing themselves like they would with gambling or, or I guess drinking is a form of drug use. But you get what I'm saying? Like you can victimize other people by pushing drugs on them or something. But yeah. Generally, you're talking about someone victimizing themselves. And that is a moral problem. It, it yeah. is. This is by no means a, a way to say that drug use is fine. It doesn't matter. Anyone can abuse their body and ruin themselves and put themselves into, uh, you know, an early grave. Because of the, it's all terrible. Um, I just don't think that the, particularly the feds are going to lead us to the promised land on this. I think that intact yeah. families and a moral we'll core that we're lacking um, is is what we need to to confront this. And a society that a society that values redemption also will help. And Christianity, which innately values redemption. Mm. Um, Eric Marley, I just read that. Trin says, I want to thank you both. My wife and I got married last November and my grandparents didn't attend our wedding due to the coof. After watching your podcast, they did a 180 and finally met her today. Oh. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> Thanks for sharing the story. That's, that's pretty impressive. Wait, just so I, okay, wait, wait, I have to understand. The grandparents watched They, they got podcast. married and they didn't attend our wedding. Be okay. So they didn't go to the wedding because of coronavirus. But they watched the show and did a 180 and finally met. Okay, wow. That's really cool. My gosh. Congratulations. Glad to hear it. Uh, this is a really bad joke. Can I read this? It's about <laughs> Sandy Hook kids. It's the call-in show. Anything goes. All right. Shaniqua sounding and brave. A joke for Matt. What do you call a five-year-old with no friends? A Sandy Hook survivor. Or maybe that deserves a sad trombone. Did you just rimshot that? Um, disavow, but 
Uh, well, I don't know. Is there a way to jo- is there a joke to make there about how the whole thing was a false flag, so the premise is false? It's, I can't. Uh, it's too late for jokes. <laughs> Eric Burns Mars, just say no uh, to Nancy uh, Saint Nancy Reagan. Pray for us, hmm. <laughs> Timothy Foddy. Foddy. If you give your child the required vaccines in her public school in the first place, how do you justify the school system that you won't give them the new ones since they're approved by the FDA? That's a good that's a good point, too. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, and that's that is the problem with the argument. There's a lot of people who make the argument. um, Well, I don't want to take this because it's not FDA approved. And some people maybe are sincerely making that for me. um, I don't give a shit about the FDA's approval. I don't give two fucks about the FDA's approval. Yeah. It makes no difference to me. Um, I'm not any more in support or opposed to taking that vaccine based on what the FDA says. So you have to be very careful if you're making that argument. Are you making that argument as a convenience in the moment right now? Because if you are, it's going to come back to bite you later when they say, now it's approved. Here you go. Um, or is your argument based on something else? And if it's based on something else, you probably should be honest about that because this thing is going to be approved by the FDA as soon as Labor Day, they're saying now. So you really only have like a month of this argument even existing yep. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Just something to think about. Um, but at least ha- oh, but I'm sorry. On, the, on the school question, even though our, our wealth is extracted to pay for those schools, which is a whole separate issue. I, you know, I can at least accept vaccine requirements as requirements of voluntary association, much more than, than I can by top down government order. I might not agree with it, but you know, at least I have options to avoid the forcible, stabbing if i want to yeah. um yeah. even if they're taking my money to finance it that's a complication but you know i get that i think that's much different than saying like what bill de blasio is saying like you'll be vaccinated or you won't participate in society yeah yeah i mean that, that's which is fine i mean who wants to be in new york at this point i think it's kind of funny i don't necessarily but you know i'm an american i'd like to go visit all of those things and just see it someday yeah but it look new york is all fucking New Yorkers, and this is how I lived when I, or how I was, I was when I was in New York. You move to New York and you immediately become smug about how it's the center of the universe, mm-hmm. and they think that everybody outside of New York is some stupid fucking hick. Um, <laughs> and now they're all like, "Ooh, I have to get the vaccine so that I can go to my favorite hipster bar in Brooklyn," and blah fucking blah. And I just think that it's hilarious that that they're they're supposed to be so counterculture, but their entire lives revolve around adhering to this establishment norm and that the real counterculture and intellectual uh i don't know spirit of this country really does lie in rural areas now it's hilarious Hmm. this whole concept of like the white hick it exists but it's not it's not what they think it is um knuckle hunky buck tomboys are young girls adult women are tom thomas men (laughs) that's a good one thomas men is what we're talking about thank you Yep. Um, Lazarus Rex. Some guys may just find girls who are more into the things that they are more approachable. Uh, tomboy is implied to be an adolescent as the term boy in the name does as well. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I've always I've never thought about an adult tomboy in my life. That's a lesbian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Holden Mulray. Hi, True Seekers. I love your intellectual honesty regarding objective morality. Thanks for not letting peripheral unknowns deny the core truth. Not enough space here, but you might enjoy Romans chapter one and two. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, maybe that would maybe that would help me out. I have um, entertained the possibility of some Bible study stuff or or, just dabbling in some of these things uh, a little bit more. But it hasn't started yet. But I'm thinking maybe into the fall and once the kid is born and stuff. I don't know. Maybe I'm delusional to think I'll have time. But 
I'm curious about these things, obviously. So maybe I will take that advice. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. The The time is it's really, it's really down to the wire. I know. Could be any day. All those organs are fully developed. That kid can pop out tomorrow and... Totally healthy. Yeah, be just mm-hmm. fine. Yep. What is she like? Thirty? She's thirty-four weeks. Um, th- I think it's more like thirty-three, thirty-two oh and a half, right there. Yeah. Getting to thirty-three weeks is really important because thirty-three weeks is the threshold where, like, the vast majority of children don't have any long-term problems if they're born. Hmm. Good. So it's like total viability. Yeah. Um. A latest on the offline Wikipedia thing. There are low power e-readers you can buy that have offline Wikipedia preloaded and can be charged with a solar panel. That's cool. <gasps> that is awesome. I'm going to get that. Hmm. Um, okay. We're good. Oh, there's one more question here and it's a core moral question. So get ready for 20 more minutes of discussion. Jeremy Hammer says, if you kill someone in self-defense, it is morally justified. Is it good? Okay. So that's one of those counter cases like we were talking about where, Oh, we have a few more. Sorry, guys. It's not good. Yeah, like, like that's poking at, at my assessment that morality and good, like what is moral is good, are they're the same thing. Um, no, that, that's, a, that's a good point. And I was watching the show I Survived, which you should also watch if you like. I shouldn't be alive. Mm. And this girl had to bash her rapist's head in with a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Now, is that moral? Yes. Is it good? No, it's not good for her either. She had horrible post-traumatic stress from hmm. having to beat this guy's head in. So maybe I got to think about what the distinguishing, what the distinction between those two things is. Interesting. Yeah. Thank you for the thoughts. Oh, live chat. You're right. Anytime after 20 weeks is viable. 33 weeks is, is almost no problems. Yes. That's hmm. what I meant to say. Um, Holden Mulray says, come on now. You who say today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make profit, yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. The Bible is filled with with prophecy. Eh? Exactly what we were talking about earlier. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Reality Lobster. If Biden was to, for some reason, retire tomorrow, what is your best and worst case scenario how the country will look in two weeks, two months? I don't really know that it would have a meaningful difference in the trajectory of this country because he's basically an animated corpse at this point he doesn't really have any political power he wasn't elected um fairly yeah, justly, um, legally <laughs> you mean the most fairly and most justly that's what i thought i heard oh yeah yeah <laughs> um, worst case scenario the same joe biden policies plus cackling best yeah. case scenario the same joe biden policies with uh i don't know <laughs> it's a what what's Kamala Harris's most redeeming quality? Uh, I shouldn't ask that. She'll uh, she'll renew Monica Lewinsky's tradition in the Oval Office, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe that's best case. She can S M E and D. I hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, yeah. You're. I think policy wise, you get the exact same thing. I see no distinction. It's just do you find Kamala Harris to be annoying? Yes. Yeah. She's. I, I'd rather listen to Joe Biden's incoherence than her. <laughs> so what? Yeah. Um, Matthew Rowley, uh, decriminalizing drugs only works if you abolish the welfare system. That's true, too. Well, I'd, I would generally be in favor of that. Yeah. I, I, obviously, we've made um, homelessness and we've made joblessness, particularly these days in the coronavirus uh, era, uh, too, too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And do I think that maybe we ought to have a s- small safety net that so people that people aren't dying on the street? Well, maybe. And certainly I think that's a state's question to answer, not the federal government. But, but it should be an uncomfortable life. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm a little bit of a, an aggressive burp there. I didn't plan for that. But um, 
it, it should be uncomfortable to live uh, to live off the state in that way. Yeah. And yeah. or maybe it shouldn't be at all. Actually, the counter argument that we've talked about when you actually when you benefit off of private charity or the 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 generosity of someone you actually know in your community, you feel a sense of indebtedness to them and you maybe actually work hard and pay them back. Yeah, exactly. And you're thankful for it instead of the anonymous government man giving you a check that you don't even know where it came from. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Oh, we're good. Um, Sorry. Yeah. looks like we are all set. Let me check Tippy stream. We'll call it night. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing my voice, too. Uh, C2K over on Trovo says, In normal times, I visit New York City four to six times a year, as it is the easiest entry point. Does DeRapio... <laughs> Did he rape someone? I thought that was Cuomo. Does DeRapio think I can mandate... He can mandate uh, sovereign citizens to take a job that may not be legally required in their own country? Or That's a good question. Yeah, you're, you're from the UK, right? Um, or their own country or, or, or sorry or will new york city citizens be subjected to more punitive measures than us visiting the country can only be one of those uh you know the answer to that and the answer is at the southern border <laughs> the yeah. rules only apply to us subjects of these tyrants for people that are of useful purpose to them which maybe maybe you will be a subject because you're not of useful purpose to derapio i don't even know the origin of the nickname but maybe you can explain it to me later um, we're all set okay. uh all right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As always, appreciate it. We'll, of course, be back on Sunday. And we'll talk about whatever happens this week. I anticipate at least a little bit of Cuomo um, and what's going on with uh, our old friend, Letitia James. I just love hearing her name. New York AG, Letitia James. Letitia. Really busting up Cuomo this week. And uh, we got to talk about why Capitol Police officers are killing themselves still. What the hell's uh -huh. going on with that? And I got to talk training weightlifter too. The whole story, oh, yeah. unbelievable. Uh, we'll catch you then. Have a good week. Bye.